And we're back. Yeah. Episode 41. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Yes, they do. So, uh, the we, we will first go with the NFL. We had divisional playoff games this week. We're done the final seven games of the season. Four of them will be played this, yes. this weekend. Uh, in the divisional round of the playoffs, we will know now who the AFC and NFC championship games are. Yeah. First thing Monday. Yeah. We'll get predictions Sunday, today. Yeah. Know, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, coaching, coaching hires and fires. NFL coaches been hired and fired. GM's been hired and fired. So we just want to kind of recap everything. Yeah. See where everybody stands. Um, and then the, some trash talkers in the NFL. <laughs> Every yeah. time it doesn't work, yeah. they still want to do it. So Steep we'll it. talk about the trash talking. Yeah. College football national championship game. We we had a review of that. Um, that was a good game. Yeah, it was about how everyone thought it was going to go. Yeah, we thought about how, how the Clemson game was going to go, but that got shocked. Yeah, so you know, whatever. Yeah, one week later. Yeah, <laughs> week later. They, they got the butt women they deserved. Yeah. Um, NBA. We had to talk about the massive James Harden trade. There's yes. no way we can even yep. mess around with that. And one. How it affects the net. How it affects, affects four teams. It was a four team yeah. trade. It was. Um. NHL review the puck drop of the 2021 season. Yep. Uh, the the uh, yeah Penguins got off to a rip roaring start. Yep, uh, Vegas Lost. looks good. It, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Vegas looked good. I think I believe they won last night with their first game, yeah. especially with with a huge announcement they made the day before mm-hmm. or two days before. I, I, I like to talk about that. Uh, MLB Fernando Tatis contract extension. Yeah. Is there extension in the, in the talks for Tatis? I mean, he deserves it. He plays like a monster. Yeah, um, and then. Depending on what happens here in the next few, by the time we get to the subject, there may be a massive free agent signed. We'll yeah. at least talk about the possible signing, if not the actual signing. Yeah. So, we'll get there when we get there. Yes, we will. Um, and then we'll end with pro wrestling, AEW New Year's Smash Night 2. We're going to review that, talk about yeah. how the, how it ended up, and uh, kind of some kind awesome of interesting. Yeah. yeah, it was interesting. Uh, they had some good, they had some great matches, uh, some great storylines to, to go along with it, uh, seeing how it's all going to work out. Yeah. Yep, and that's it. My name is Brandon Andrews. And I'm Brandon Simpson. And we are Golden Sports. The NFL Divisional Round is this weekend. Uh, We're going to go through the games in order and just talk about uh, which one's going to win and everything like that and give predictions on the championship games might be coming up. Yeah, so we got we got the division round this weekend. Yeah. We got that after this we have the two AFC we had the AFC and NFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Uh one of those was the Super Bowl. Yes. If you are unaware. Yeah. If you're unaware how football works. <laughs> Wanna give you a clarification. Yeah. So uh the who will be in the NFC championship game, who will be in the AFC championship game, let's figure out based on our predictions. Yes. Um the first game Saturday, January sixteenth at four thirty five. Yeah. In the post morning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the six-seeded Rams will travel to Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and face, well, guess what, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Who's the number one seed in the NFC? Uh, who do you got winning this? This game, so if the Rams had Jared Goff and Aaron Donald perfectly healthy, I would say the Rams just because of how their defense is playing. Plus with Cooper Cup, too. Yeah, plus with Cooper Cup as well. I think they could beat the Packers pretty well. Um, even with the cold weather, I think that defense travels. Defense travels all, all the time. Um, but... With those injuries in mind, I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. I think it will be closer than a lot of people expect because of just how good that defense mm-hmm. is. Because all they have to do, Jalen Ramsey's been shutting down everybody. So if you put him on Devontae Adams, he's not going to shut down Devontae by no means. But he's going to slow him down. He's going to limit him. Yeah, and so you have to trust in Valdez, Scantling, Lazard, mm-hmm. Tanya, and a lot more. And the other corners are very good on the Rams team. 
So it's going to be interesting how much points the Packers are going to put up. I don't think it'll be much. I think it'll be probably like 21 to 17 victory, 21 14. Um, but I'm going Packers in this one. Okay. Um, I so you had the number one scoring offense with the number one scoring defense. So this mm-hmm. is too, very evenly matched um, on that side. I think the question, I think everyone can agree that the Packers offense versus the Rams defense would be a good matchup, but it's the question of how does the Packers defense and the Rams offense match up. Yeah. Um, and we're looking at that, it is a mismatch, especially with the health of uh, with of Jared Goff and his thumb. Yeah. And Cooper Cup. And Cooper Cup. Um, and the inconsistency in Cam Akers. Um, yeah. You would assume that they're going to try to figure out the same approach and just run the ball hard. Yeah, because that's the only way you can beat the Packers, keep Rodgers off the field. Every every team they lost to this year smashed them in the mouth, mm-hmm. and so that's what Rams gonna have to do to win. Right, they lost three games this year, and they were both and they were all run heavy teams. Uh, yes. Who was it? it was, Tampa. Yep, Tampa beat Colts. them. Colts beat them, and then I think the um, the Vikings. Did. Vikings. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, you you got Jonathan Taylor, you got uh, uh, Ronald Jones and Laurent Fournette, and then right. Dalvin Cook, and then so. you got Dalvin Cook, and then with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that was just Rogers' worst game. He yeah, it was. They, that whole team just didn't show Fell up. Apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but you had a strong run game there yep. too. Tom Brady was running play action very well, and they mm-hmm. were just capitalizing on turn capitalizing on turnovers helps. Yep. Um. So, f- for me looking at this. I, I had to go with the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, uh, I think the Rams. I, I think the Rams beat a overhyped Seattle team. Yes, I did. So and you and you did, and they beat them. Then they handled them pretty well. Um, the score does not reflect on that game was played. No, it, it was, was domination. It was domination. <laughs> this Packers team though is a thirteen win team. This Packers team is a number one seed. This Packers team is a contender for the Super Bowl. And is at home in Lambeau. <laughs> and at home in Lambeau. Um. So. I'm definitely going to give the edge out of the Packers. I agree with you, though. I don't think it will be a two-score game by no. any means. The The biggest point spread I could possibly think of the final score would be seven. Yeah, that's it. If it's ten, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Um, And then and if it's eight, I'm not. No, I'm not going to be, oh, my gosh. Not but... be, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so it'll be a one-score game. Yes, it will. It'll be a one-score game, eight to one Yeah. points spread. I mean, that's that's how close this game will be. That's it, It's going to be a really good game. Very, very interesting game. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this yeah, one. I am too. Uh, the next one would be the uh, Orchard uh, in Orchard Park, New York, while at Bills Stadium, where the Buffalo Bills host two well, two seeded Bills host the five seed of Baltimore Ravens. Yes, eleven and five Ravens come into the thirteen and three Bills Stadium uh, yeah. at eight fifteen. Uh, opinions. Yeah, this would be an awesome game. Um, both these teams are literally just mirror images of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of them have great defenses, great secondaries, great front sevens. Both have great wide receivers, pretty much outside of if they can use them. Wide receivers and tight end combos. And <laughs> okay, fair point, fair yep. point. Uh, good, both of them have good offensive lines. Um, good so, mobile quarterbacks. Yes, good mobile quarterbacks. Um, the only thing, so for me, for deciding this game, um, I go. I look at the two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Who can make the big play and the big moment? Right. And I think Josh Allen can make those big plays. I don't think Lamar can throwing the football. Right. Um. So I'm going with the Bills. I think that the Ravens can become one dimensional if the Bills can just stop Marquise Brown from catching one over their heads. 
That's the only way that which, and limit Mark Andrews. Which you, you had that you had them Pro Bowl guys across that backfield. They do. You they can limit. Yeah, and they can. And so that's why I'm thinking I'm going with the Bills and this one at home. They got a lot of stuff. They're playing for a lot of pride for the mm-hmm. Bills organization. Bills right. Mafia. Bills Mafia is going to show up in this game because they're going to have fans like they did last time. And you know, seven thousand fans were there last time, but it sounded like seventy thousand. Yeah, uh, we, we we made a point of saying that yes. one. that one really was like holy crap I know. so i'm going with the bills in this one i just feel like josh allen right now is a better quarterback passing wise than lamar and if they need to be in a passing situation i'm going with the bills yeah um <clears throat> which i think is going to come down to who can make the better throws in this game right because the run games i think are going to be negated both ways right so so from the, the thing that i look at Let's go with the uh, let's go with this Ravens defense. This Ravens defense is stout, but they're yes. gonna have a long day facing Diggs, Beasley, uh, yeah. Smokey. You got Dawson Knox, who's not a bad tight end by no. any means. I mean, he's not the best tight end, but he's not a bad. No, one. he's not. Uh, he, he can be a forgettable factor. Is yes, how can. I like to describe him. Um, but when looking at this this Bills this Bills team and their offense, I, I just like it too much. Uh, Devin Singletary could be, and they could run Devin Singletary hard. Uh, mm. I don't think they will though. But I think they'll give him enough carries to where he can still be a factor. Yeah. Um. And this in this Ravens defense is in for a long day. Yeah. Now on the flip side, their Bills defense is also in for a long day. But here's where I think it differs. You put, uh, I'd probably say Poyer on Mark Andrews, mm-hmm. single cover. Yeah. Or Micah Hyde. Or Micah Hyde. Mm-hmm. You put Tre'Davious White on Marquise. Yeah. And then everyone else in the box. And that's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, you got Tremaine Edmonds who can fly around that field. I mean, he is fast. He hits hard. He is. And truthfully, that that, that Titans team just did not show them their best no. selves. And you you got you barely got by him. Yeah. You got by him on a pick that was kind of yeah iffy. Um. So for me, and the, and the Bills got past the Titans team. That Titans team, uh, the, the Colts, I mean, the Colts team. The Col- the Colts apologize. The, the Bills team got past that Colts team. The Colts aren't, aren't a bad team. No, but and I know you can say it the same way. They only got by them by three points, yeah. and that was bad coaching. If they would have had good coaching, yeah, they would have won. Yeah, but is that just the Bills caught them on their worst? I mean, did you catch did the did the did the, did the Ravens catch the Titans on the worst day? Mm-hmm. Did the Colts catch the Bills on their worst day? Yeah, th- th- that's how I look at this because th- that Bills team is so explosive, so f- high high powered. Offense, um, and they really don't lose at home. No. That's one thing. Since Josh Allen this season, and, and, and historically, they don't lose at home a ton. Yeah, it's gonna be cold weather. Yep, very cold. Lamar's even expressed worry about that. Yep. And when you have a quarterback going out saying, "I'm kind of worried," that hypes that defense up. Yes, it does. So, uh, I'm giving it to the Bills. Yeah, I, I just can't go against them right now. Yep. I, I just I like Josh Allen right now. He he's a he's right now one of the best quarterbacks in the National Football League. Yep. And Lamar's never played in a game like this to where it's thirty gonna be close to freezing, mm-hmm. might have snow. Yes. And you're gonna have a field to where when you're gonna get run when you're running the ball and mm-hmm. you're gonna get hit, you're gonna it's feel solid. it. You're gonna feel it. Yeah. It's you're solid. falling on like ice ring. That's what you're falling on. Yes, I mean it's and, a hard ground. And so I don't know that's I think that's what he's nervous about is if he's gonna get hit, he's gonna Feel every ounce of that hit yes. in the cold weather, and so I'm I'm definitely going Bills in this one. I just feel yeah. like they're gonna win. And and, and and you're going from a huge huge adjustment 
passing the ball from going from AJ Brown to Mar- to Stephon Diggs. Yes, speed is different, size is different. I mean, it's experience experience is different, footwork's different. I mean, everything's just completely different with these two receivers. And Humphreys and and Peters are good corners, so oh. I think they'll adjust. But it's it, it does raise a question of how. I mean, they're completely different. They are. How can you translate that quick over? And like I said, they're good corners. They'll make their adjustments, oh, yeah. but. Can Diggs come out the box early yes. and make the difference? Can they make the big plays early? Right, to get the lead, get the momentum, and then because uh, if Diggs has a hundred, if he has a hundred yards this game, no, it's over. It's over. They, they, and and then you got to worry about guys like Beasley, who their who, nobody's going to cover him. Humphrey's not going to cover him. No, he's playing too close. Peter's in. not going to cover him. They're so. playing too close yeah. and they play deep. Yeah, so they're be covering Brown. So you got, I mean, you got Beasley versus. Really linebackers versus <laughs> linebackers, and the, we've seen how that works. Yeah, we know firsthand yeah. how that works. <laughs> yep. Um. Moving over to Sunday, Sunday at three o'clock, uh, the six-seeded uh, Cleveland Browns face off against the one-seeded Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. This is interesting, and this yes, kind, of, kind of ties into the tr- the trash talking thing yeah. we were talking about earlier. So we'll kind of cover that yeah. in, in 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 detail. But there's a lot of trash talking going on yes, here, and we'll take that in consideration making our picks. Yep. Um, for this game, this will be an extremely interesting game. The Chiefs have not played well at all coming into this game. Yeah, they've played the last. Let's see. The last five games they've played versus Broncos, they won twenty-two to sixteen. Should have should have blown them out. Right. Versus the Dolphins, thirty-three twenty-seven. They had three turnovers. Yeah, three and still turnovers. Won, so, that's... so that's impressive. They versus the Saints, they won thirty-two twenty-nine. Good job. And then Falcons won seventeen to fourteen. That's you should not even you should be scoring forty points against the Falcons because right. Falcons defense was terrible last year. Right. Then they versed the Chargers without anybody, so they rested everybody mm-hmm. the week before. Then they have another week this a week of week. rest. So they have two weeks of not playing football. They have pretty much four weeks of shaky football of playing as far as offensively not getting it done, defensively not playing extremely well. Mm-hmm. And you're going up against a Browns team that's hot who is hot who is rolling, who's getting this trash talk and feeding it mm-hmm. and just taking that trash talk in and just putting it out on the other team. Uh, they're just killing people. Are we saying that the AFC Championship game is going to be the Bills and the Browns? I'm saying it's going to be the Bills and Browns. I'm going with the Browns in this wow. game. Wow. This It's just the momentum is carrying mm-hmm. them. I feel like the Browns have a a formula to beat them. And I feel like Kevin Stefanski will stay on that formula. Of plus the, he's back. Yeah, and plus he's back. Joe Patino's going to be back. Who's the whole the, coaching staff. Yep, the whole coach. Denzel Ward's going to be back the corner. Both those starting corners are going to be back. They didn't have him, him against... Him and Greedy? Yep. They didn't have him against uh, uh, Chase Claypool and Juju and still shut them down. Right. And so they're going to be going against Chiefs. I think they can. their defense can hold up enough. I think their offense can keep... Kansas City off the field. Kansas City's offense has been sputtering of late. They had two weeks off. They're going to be rusty, obviously. Mm-hmm. At least at least first few possessions are going to be rusty. So you can get up on an early lead, maintain the lead with that run game with Chubb and Hunt. You get the play action passing with Baker Mayfield. I think the Browns are going to win it. I, I really do. I'm going with the Browns in this one. You, remember, you just made this way harder on me. <laughs> Andy Reid is 7-0. and in his career record against the against the Cleveland Browns, he's yep. never lost to Cleveland, which is interesting. I never, I, well, I mean that, that kind of figures, yeah, because he recently got good yeah. since he's been a coach. This Browns is not the old Browns. <laughs> no. This Browns ain't the Browns. Ain't the Browns. <laughs> nope. This Browns is a good Browns. Yes. Which some this is the 1950s Browns. <laughs> yes. It's a Jim Brown Brown. Yes. <laughs> Just instead of Jim Browns, Nick Chubb. Yep. <laughs> and Cremont. Yeah. One two. Comp. Instead of Otto, it's 
Baker. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've I have gone with one motto this entire season: Don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I can't. All right. <laughs> I, I just I, I I have said it enough to where I it, it, legitimately I was wrong once because mm-hmm. that last game it was a throwaway game they didn't play yeah. so they lost one game that I said don't bet against Patrick Mahomes they mm-hmm. lost once yeah so I'm gonna keep that same same thing listen this game's yeah. be freaking close yes. listen Kansas City's gonna get by get if they do get past Cleveland yeah it's gonna be close it will be by the skin of their teeth yes. it will be a Harrison Bucker yeah game winning. 52 yeah. yard field goal. Yeah. I mean, they'll be, that. be the only way. <laughs> I, that's how confident I am in this yes. Browns team. This Browns team is good. If they get if they get blown out, I'll be I'll be shocked. Yeah. I mean, they'll be surprised looks on my face. Yeah. I, I'll be floored. This will be a great game. Um, do I think the Browns will be in the AFC Championship game? They very easily could. I'm not going to put it past them, but I just can't bet against Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. Not if, if this was him versus Brady, him versus Rodgers, him versus. Just uh, them two guys, maybe a couple other guys right now. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen, I'd I'd put up against him, mm-hmm. and maybe we'll see that. Yeah, maybe. Um, and we've already seen that actually this season. That didn't turn out so good. But yeah, <laughs> I would I would consider it. But right now, the Browns are a question mark. They yeah. have lost five games, which does raise concern. I know there were early yeah. losses though, but they did lose five games this season. You lost. You have a team that only lost one. Mm-hmm. So, and I know they've been sputtering. Yeah. But you get to, you give Andy Reid two weeks to to game plan mm-hmm. that could be dangerous. Okay, yeah. so I just can't I can't bet against Mahomes. Okay, uh-huh. I'm just I'm going with that yeah. one. If, but if Cleveland wins, I won't be shocked. Yeah, I'm going to go Cleveland. I'm I'm rooting for the underdog, but yep. but just for my own picks, I won't yeah. be right. <laughs> so, but I'm rooting for the underdogs. I'll say that I want Cleveland. I want Cleveland to win personally. Yeah. But I, who do I think will win? The Chiefs. I'm thinking Cleveland. I'm going with it. I'm riding that hot hand. Hey, I I, I like it. I yep. like it. So <laughs> let's go. The, the last game, uh, and that's the Mercedes in the Mercedes Benz Superdome, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana, and that is the five seeded Bucks being hosted by the two seeded New Orleans Saints. The third time that this team has met this season, divisional rivals. Yada yada yada. <laughs> um, who wins this game? This is gonna be interesting. It's going, the Saints have won both both of the both of the games. Yes. So right now they're two and zero on again. Yeah. This game I'm the most conflicted on. All the other ones I felt pretty confident on. This one's like yeah. This one's a coin toss, 50-50. Pray as it goes up. <laughs> like it's, it's gonna be pray as it comes down. Yeah, it's gonna be a crazy game. Uh, it's gonna be close. Yeah. Um, it's not gonna be able to blow out like the other two games. It's eleven and five and twelve season. and four. Eleven five, twelve and four. I mean, this yep. is two close teams. Brady against Breeze. You got two good running games, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, and then Alvin Kamara. You got two good passing games, um, two defenses. Saints have a lot better defense, though, than mm-hmm. what Tampa Bay has. Um, so this this going to be very interesting. But me personally, it's it's like a 50-50 toss, I'm thinking. you can. Do you have a pick right on the money? I do. Okay, go with yours first, and okay. then I'll make a decision. Okay. Got to sell it to you. Got to pitch it to you. Sure. Okay. Um, when I'm looking at this game, the New Orleans, the Superdome's the Superdome's a stadium where the Saints have thrived forever. Yes. Um, and with with this being Drew's possibly last game, he'll go out slinging for mm-hmm. sure if he loses. Yeah. Which I do think he will lose. Um, this Saints team they they have so many inconsistencies. And listen, I know they beat the Bears, but that's a freaking joke. The Bears mm-hmm. should have never been there to begin with. <laughs> yeah. You know that. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's the Bears. Yeah. 
we had them going three and thirteen to start of the season. <laughs> yeah, we did. So or four and twelve, something like that. Yep. So then they get the playoffs. Yes, congratulations, but that's still nothing. That's that's not. I mean, they're they're a high and by team. That's what they were. Mm-hmm. Um. So for the Saints to beat them, yes, you're supposed to. It was final score was what ten to not nine to twenty one. They yeah. scored three touchdowns against them, yeah. but they started slow. They did. And if you start that slow against the Tampa team, you can get you can get caught. Yes. And with that being said, the 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 biggest factor for me is Mike Evans versus uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans always has a bad game against them. He does. And and he always gets overly frustrated. Marshawn Lattimore is a trash star. We do mm-hmm. know that. But from but I think that in in the clutch he will come through. Mm-hmm. I think right now Mike Evans, both games. The first, the second game was a blowout. That didn't even yeah. count as a game. No. But the first game, you could see that Mike was visibly frustrated, yes. and that, but that was the first game of the season. So yeah. how how on cue was him and Brady? How close were they? How much did they talk? Now I think Mike actually sees how Brady works, how Brady thinks, how Brady does his stuff, yeah. and how Brady is, and goes, okay, he keeps his cool. I need to keep my cool. I think mm-hmm. Brady can also talk to him and keep his cool. Yeah. If Mike Evans can keep his cool, he's a dangerous receiver. He is. You also now have a receiver that they've never faced before in Antonio Brown. Yeah. As a Buccaneer. Yeah. He faced him in Pittsburgh, but I mean, it was Buck. Yeah. You had this new receiver in, in there. You have Chris Gowan healthy. Yeah. You have a stout running game. You have Fournette running hard. You got Jones running hard. McCoy may be there. Mm-hmm. Tom's in midseason form. He's in playoff form. Yeah. He's playoff Tom now. Yeah. Yes, I know they had their struggles against Washington. That's the best. That's probably the best defense though in the in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, are. one of that was a good defensive front, and they held. They made Chase Young look stupid. I'm they sorry, they made him look bad. So, going with the Mahomes theory, yeah. I can't bet against Tom. <laughs> it's it that's more or less what it is. And when I look at it, I just I I got a feeling that this is now we and we've had the, and we've had it before when when oh. players say this is their last run, they go on this magical run with yeah. the Super Bowl. If the Saints win, the Saints win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be cool. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who they're playing. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Yep. But I, I, I'm not betting against Brady right now. I think Brady's gonna I think Brady's gonna uh win this game. Yeah. I'm not gonna bet against him. And I agree with you. I'm going with the Buccaneers off of the fact that as the season has progressed, you see how they went from more of a Bruce Arian system, throw the ball down the field, force it downfield, to now they're getting to where it's that running game, play action hit the deep shots when you can, different, take the check, downs, take the check downs when you need to. And I think A.B. is going to thrive in this game. Antonio Brown's going to have a huge game. Also, Cameron Brate's going to have a huge game in this one. Mm-hmm. I think Lattimore will negate Evans to an extent as far as he's going to He's going to frustrate him. Kind of like what Jalen Ramsey is going to do with Devontae Adams. He's right. going to frustrate him, make him to where he's under 100 yards probably in the game. But right. I think he can make a big play down, stretch, down the stretch to make a game-winning play. It's going to be close game, however. The thing that scares me the most about the Buccaneers is that defense. The defense against Taylor Heineke got shredded. Yeah, they looked bad. Yeah, and so... And but is that because they were not expecting that's him? That's the only thing I can think of because I know how Todd Bowles... Todd Bowles likes to blitz a lot, likes to get pressure on you, and he's going to keep doing it. He doesn't change. No. And so... I understand that, and it's fine. But the only thing is with Breeze, Breeze throws the ball so quickly. Mm-hmm. He gets the ball, gets it rid of it so quickly. So if you're going to blitz, you better get home on it. No, of course. And so um, I'm thinking that they're going to get home on it in this game and win. 
Um, but if they do lose, it's going to be because the defense can't stop anything. Right. And that's going to be the only way that uh, Buccaneers going to win. Cause I think their offense is clicking on another gear. They're in the Patriots form as far as how they're playing. It's reminds it's me, playoff Brady. very rem- reminiscent of the Patriots how they play, how they've won all these championships. Right. And so I'm going with the Buccaneers in this one. But if the Saints do win, it's going to be because Buccaneers defense falls apart. No, I agree with that. Yeah. So and, and I agree with you. So uh, for me, along with that Bucks defense. Ty Bowles, I agree with you. He loves he loves his blitzes. He dials he up a does. lot of blitzes. <laughs> but but I think when you're looking at a team, I think when he's looking at his game plan, he goes, "I'm going against Alex Smith. Alex Smith can't move. Yep. He's hurt. He's got a calf yeah. strain. He can't move. He's a sitting duck. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about the game. But. So then you think, okay, well he's got Taylor Heineke. Heineke yep. boot was a he master was a in the pocket. I, know. I don't know how he was wearing that pocket so and well. He was running. He he had some speed too. Yes, when he, he ran. did. Yeah. So I think that shocked him. Yeah. Drew Brees can't run. No, not a chance. Mm-mm. So you're gonna be you're gonna be really hammering down on them on them blitzes. Yeah. So then okay, they were hammering down on blitzes, but guess what? They got dump offs to Camara. Yeah. If you have a guy like Levante David or uh, Devin, Devin White, they can neutralize yeah. to a extent. Yeah. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Not like I said, like we said with Ramsey, like we said mm-hmm. with Lattimore, to an extent. Yes. And if you're getting that much pressure on you, you're not throwing it deep to Evans. You're not throwing it deep no. to, to Jared Cook. You're not throwing it to deep to Manuel Sanders. Manuel Sanders. You're having to take the dump balls. And if you're taking the dump balls and getting them only to two guys yeah. or to one guy and you got two guys covering him, yeah. that right. offense can stutter quick. Yes. Um. So I, I, that's what I'm basically mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm kind of looking at that like you. I think it's more – it's gonna be an interesting game. This yeah. is a, this is a hard game to call. These two teams are totally different from when they last versus. Yes, no, this is not totally the same team. Different. No, not the same team by yeah. any means. Yeah. These are two totally different teams. Uh, you have you've had Taysom Hill come in for the Saints. You've had Antonio Brown come in for the, the Bucks. Yep. The offense and defense are completely flipped. The experience is different. Yes. You had you had a Tampa Bay team that got burned by Tyreek Hill for eighty thousand yards, <laughs> but you've yep. had a you've had a Saints team that lost the Eagles. Yeah. I mean that's where you're at right now. So it's like it's kind of like balancing. You know wh- wh- where are we with with this mm. season? This will be a fun game to watch. This will be a, this will be a close game by, yes. by by whoever wins. It will. This will either be a suck up kick, uh, will uh, a will Lutz, Lutz kick, yeah. a Lutz kick, or something crazy is gonna happen. Yeah. This will also come down to who makes the mistake. Who makes yes. the big mistake? Yeah. It's pick. It's timing. We said the same thing with Roethlisberger. He'll he will if he throws that pick at the end of the game, it's over. Yep. He, he did. did. Yeah. Three three on top of it. But Taki Taki, Sion Taki Taki won that game. Yep, or helped win that game. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that game was over. Yeah, <laughs> but basing it off of that, it's just there's there's a lot of questions going into this game with, with both with, on both sides, rightfully. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me who's got the most experience, who's got the most uh, just poison in, the, in yeah. the situation, I'm going Brady. I can't bet against yeah. Tom. That's the, yeah. They're so even, that's what I have yeah. to go to. And it's not the Superdome like it's going to be 80,000 people there packed Just rocking. Out. It's, it's not. not. It's, it's nobody there. Which, so. uh, 7,000 can sound like 70. I don't, I yeah, don't disagree. I don't, no, but, but it's definitely not that feel of 70. Yeah. It's 7. But... Yeah. Yeah, I, I I can I just can't I just can't bet against him. It's no, no knock to Drew. It's just, it's no knock to that Saints team. That no. Saints team that, that Saints team wins. I won't be surprised. No, it's mm. a good team. They've already beat him twice. Yeah, but why think... does it feel like every time it matters, that's when Brady freaking comes in clutch? Yeah, just 
I it can't happens. bet against him. Nope. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's, that's why I'm going Mahomes in the, in the <laughs> So, um, I, you and me can both agree. We were at the AFC Championship game. We had the Packers and the Bucks. Yes. Can we agree on that? Yep. And then the Bills will be in the AFC Championship game. Yep. It's just who they play. Yep. Either the or the either the Browns or the Chiefs. Yep. That's where me and Brent are at. Yes. We can both agree on this. Yep. It's just gonna be so. Oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be an so awesome weekend. Fun. Yeah. Funny thing is, is we got four games this weekend. Following this, we have three games total. Yeah. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. But that's but this is the best football right now. I know. Then three is. games this are the best football games is. in the year. It is. That's the thing, man. They're just so. That's when you lay everything out because this may be your last yeah. chance. It is. Um, yeah. we will say though, um. Uh, two teams in the playoffs this this season have uh, never won a Super Bowl. One has never been to a Super Bowl, and that is the Browns and the, and the Bills. Mm-hmm. The Bills have never won a Super Bowl. Of course, they went four straight with yeah. Jim Kelly, did not win a single one. The Browns have never, ever been to a Super Bowl. So yeah. for both franchises, if they both if both franchises win, they take that next step closer to, to, either, to maybe fixing that mm-hmm. one way or another. Either. And even the, where they're at now, they still took another step. Yes. And such. These two teams could be the next be the next team, best team for the next six years. This mm-hmm. could be the AFC Championship game for the next six years. Yeah. With the Chiefs involved, of course. Oh, yeah. But, we know that. We're not yeah. stupid. No, we're not dumb. <laughs> the Ravens, maybe. They're maybe not there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. If I don't have the draft goes, I think the Patriots are gonna be back. Yeah. You see who they're talking about drafting? Yeah. We'll talk about that in our draft episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we will. So that that wraps up the the preview of this weekend's games. Watch them; they'll be awesome. This will be a fun weekend of football. I mean, this will. will be on your edge of your seat, game winning yep. kicks. This is who has the best kicker. Yeah, it is. So it, this is gonna be fun for sure. It will be. So now let's move on to the coaching tracker for the. Uh, NFL um, yeah. coaching and uh, GMs hires fires stuff like that. Uh, we're just gonna review them. Some yeah. of them we already know. We'll review. Uh, Atlanta Falcons fired head coach Dan Quinn and general manager Thomas uh, Dimitrioff uh, after an 0 and five start to the season. Didn't shock anybody that this was coming. No. They've been talking about it for for a while. Yeah. So it's just it it happened. Yeah. Um, general manager or general manager Jim uh, Bob Quinn. Um, Special yep. teams coordinator uh, Brandon Combs and Detroit Lions head coach Matt Patricia all fired from Detroit. Yep. Um, th- that didn't shock anybody either. No, I think I think what shocked people is that it is how long it took. Yeah, for yep. sure. Um, but Texans fire head coach and general manager Bill O'Brien didn't shock anybody. No, not yet. That shit would happen a long time. Yeah. Ago. Uh, Chargers fire head coach Anthony Lynn. This yep. one kind of shocked some people with yeah, with did. with after he, what he had done with the team. Yep. There have been some positives with Anthony Lynn. It so. had been. Yeah, and then Jaguars head coach Doug Marone was fired, and the general manager Dave Caldwell was fired as well. For Didn't the shock nobody. No. They they went one fifteen this season. Yeah, and then uh, the New York Jets head coach Adam Gase and defense coordinator Greg Williams was fired. Greg Williams was fired after that yep. terrible blitz call. Yes, he was. And then uh, Adam Gase was fired because he he just he was Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah, he's Adam Gase. Um, and then the Philadelphia Eagles head coach Doug Peterson was fired as well. This that, was recent. This was recent. This one uh, shocking this, after the last game, as far as the uh, controversy, yeah, the controversy and everything. Um, and a lot of reports have come out from the Eagles side, and we'll talk about that obviously when we get to the Eagles stuff. Um, but it's very interesting stuff. Yeah, uh, this actually happened Monday after yeah. we had finished up. We literally wrapped up, and then the news broke. So it was like yes. crap. The uh, Panthers general manager Marty Herney was fired, which mm-hmm. was kind of questionable, but I don't understand it but okay um and then the dolphins office coordinator chan gailey was uh released of his duties uh he kind of resigned um and then the cowboys got rid of defense coordinator mike nolan hallelujah 
Uh, <laughs> we were so happy. Um, and then the Raiders defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther, was fired as well in the season. Um, and Rod Marinelli has been uh, not on the team anymore as well yeah. um, because of the hire that we'll talk about. Yeah. Uh, this one probably shot, this next one probably shot the most people. Yes. The Seattle Seahawks offense coordinator, Brian Schottenheimer, is out um, of the Seahawks, which was uh, kind of shocking. Um, and then the Steelers offense coordinator, Randy uh, Fickner. I don't know. Fitchner. But anyway, uh, he's uh, he got fired, which was good. We both talked about that on the show on uh, Monday. He, saying should, be he should be fired, and he was. So good job, Steelers. Way to be smart. And then a retiring we want to talk about is Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Chuck Pagano. He did retire. He was the um, he's been in the league. I think it was 16 seasons. I, I saw, um, but he was retiring after two seasons with the Bears. He's 60 years old. Uh, Good job, Chuck Pagano. Yeah, he was a co- he was yeah. the he was the head coach when Andrew Luck was a rookie with the with the Colts. Yes, Chuck Pagano was a great coach. I really did like him a lot. Yeah. Um, and it was just in 2013 when he had the trucks the Chuck Strong campaign yes. after he after his diagnosis with cancer. Yep, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad for him. Hopefully, he'll have a great retirement and yep, chill and relax. Yep. <laughs> um, now let's talk about some of these some of these uh coordinator. We'll start with the coordinator spots. Yeah. Um. Uh. Giants signed defensive coordinator Patrick Graham to an extension. We had, we hadn't talked about the Giants, but they did extend him to an extension. Um, the Jets had requested to interview him for their head coach vacancy, which made no sense. No, but he went, he said he's he's out on the head coaching gig. He wants to be a coordinator, and the yeah. Giants did extend him, which he actually did did show up in the last part of the season defensively. That he did. defense got better. Yeah, but for a head coaching job, that was not a no. It was kind of a leap. And, it was a leap, but and the um, it, it shows a lot that how Joe Judge is perceived, mm-hmm. um, because a lot of people when they're in the head coaching interviews, they kind of want to leave, they kind of right. want to get a head coach. Ooh, I'm big and bad, but no, he wanted to return, stay under Joe Judge, yes, and help with that. And I thought that was really cool. Yes, it is. Uh, Raiders fire. Uh, uh, no, Raiders, Raiders hire. hire. Yeah, <laughs> you're good. I read that, I read that wrong. Uh, Raiders hire former Chargers defensive coordinator Gus Bradley as as their new defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um, Gus Brown was a part of the Anthony Lynn, uh, Anthony Lynn coaching staff in the Chargers. Yeah. What when he got fired, everybody got fired with him. So he was also a Jaguars coach. Yep. Um, I think he worked with uh, Seattle, I do believe. Yeah. When they were in that big run, he he he's been around the league for a yeah. long time. But th- this is a, I think this is a good move for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. It is. He'll bring more mul- uh, multiple defense, uh, uh-huh. three four defense. I think that'll help um, the Raiders in this uh, next year coming up. And then the Cowboys have hired former Falcons de- coach uh, Dan Quinn as their new defensive coordinator. Dan Quinn had to take a step back from the coaching from the head coaching spots, take a defensive de- uh, defensive coordinator position. Um, yeah, th- th- this is uh, this is an interesting pick for me because you uh, you're hiring the guy who ran the defense for the team that blew a 25 point lead to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Yes. with a quarter left. Yeah. It's kind of it's interesting. Um, Mike McCarthy is hiring pretty much everybody he knows, um, uh-huh. <laughs> which can be good and can be bad at the same time. Um, uh-huh. You'll have a person that yes, he might know a lot as far as football wise and might be real close to you, good friends. But it, you need to take a step back from yourself and say what's the best for the team. Uh-huh. And I don't know if he's the best for the team. Um, they got him, and then they also got I think Joe Witt Jr. or whatever his name is. Uh, I forget what his name is, but he was the Green Bay Packers. Um, 
He was with the Green Bay Packers in 2011. He's their uh, passing game coordinator, kind of like what Chris Richard was to mm-hmm. Rod Marinelli. Same thing here with Dan Quinn and him. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I haven't seen the Witt Jr. guy. Um, really, I don't, I don't see what he did. His to, handiwork. Yeah, I haven't seen his handiwork as far as unless the only person in the league as far as the defensive player and defensive coordinator who is – um, not a defensive coordinator, kind of like a passing game coordinator or whatever, is Aubrey Pleasant is the only one that I've seen to where he's got a proven track record of these guys have come in, look what they look like now. And it's kind of one of those things. Um, but for me, it's okay. Dan Quinn's a good coordinator. He was really good in 2013 with the Seahawks. But the thing is, that defense has been figured out. And you have to have the perfect people to fit in that system. Uh, and which we had good players. They, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys have good defensive players. You have Jalen Vanderesh. You do. Uh, the, the defensive line's not bad, yeah. and the secondary has players. Yes, in, in Trayvon Diggs, be. in Jadobi, in in yep. in in uh, and hopefully Sertan, Donovan Wilson, yeah, <laughs> maybe Sertan, yeah, or um, Caleb Farley, one or the other. So Gus Bradley left the left the uh, Seahawks and in thirteen and went to be the Jaguars head coach. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn was the new coordinator. Uh, and was the head coach for or the defense coordinator for the Seahawks when they went back to back Super Bowls? Okay. When they went and then won yeah. one Super Bowl. Um, so he was he was there when the Legion of Boom was the top. Yeah. So yeah. So he has good defense coordinator experience. Yes. It's just whether he can get those pieces in place. At least it gives you hope. Yeah, he gives you hope. Um, so I'll see I'll see what happens. Um, it'll be kind of exciting to see what happens. Hopefully. It, does a lot better than what Mike Nolan did, yep. um, and hopefully it simplifies things a little bit more. Yep, which I think he will. Yep. Uh, about the general managers, uh, Houston Texans fired general uh, as their new general manager Nick Casario. Yeah, Casario. Uh, he has won the Patriots for twenty years. Uh, is a six-time Super Bowl champion and has been to nine Super Bowls. Uh, he was the Patriots director of player personnel. Mm-hmm. Not a bad hire. No. A guy who worked directly with Bill Belichick. He knows how to look for talent and, and what. You're not going to get good wide receivers, but you'll get everything else. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who do you need to throw to? I know. <laughs> um, Broncos hired George Patton, uh, the longtime Viking assistant general manager of and, and VP of player personnel, yeah. uh, is the new uh, GM for the uh, Broncos. This comes uh, after... Uh, John Elway took a step back. There you go. Well, step ahead, but kind of sort of step back. <laughs> yeah. He moved up. But he, he moved didn't. up, but he, but he had to leave that behind. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is a good move. I, it was. I, I, I like this one. Uh, the, the Vikings have had a good have a good history of drafting yes, players, getting players. So this is definitely a, a, a good move. Yep. I like it. Um, Carolina Panthers hire Scott uh, Fittner. Uh, Seahawks VP of football operations. Scott Fittner has been hired by the Panthers as their next general manager. Again, good move. Good move. Yeah. They have they've drafted good players and and have good players on their on their yes. staff. So that's not a bad move. No, uh, you'll never have a defensive line or offensive line though. Yeah, no, you won't. But everything else is fine. Yeah, um, and then this one I think is the best move. Yes. Uh Detroit Lions hire Brad Holmes, uh, the Rams uh, director of college scouting. Yes. Is the new general manager for the Detroit Lions. Genius move. Genius move. Yeah, look at the Rams. Their drafting has been phenomenal. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. It has been amazing. Yeah, uh, let's see. He drafted who? Aaron Donald? Yeah. Todd Gurley. Uh, yeah, Todd Gurley wasn't a bad pick. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He just 
sucked. <laughs> yeah, he fizzled out eventually. He just, you know, his knee blew. His knee just kind of gave up yeah. on everybody. Jared Goff's not a bad quarterback. No. So I think this is definitely a good a good move. Uh, Brad Holmes is a good pick. Now let's see if he can get a head coach. Yeah. This be that'll be his first test. But he gets a good head coach. Yeah. Hey, they're set. Hey, they're set. And they get a bad head coach. Yeah. Like oof. Yeah. Goofed. Um. Let's talk about now head coaching interviews. Uh, the only two head co- so there's how many teams need a head coach? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven teams need a head coach. Yeah. But we have learned yesterday that two have hired a new head coach. Yes. So we're down to five. Uh, the Falcons need a head coach. The Lions need a head coach. And we'll talk about the Texans, the Chargers, and the Eagles. The Jets and Jags have both got yeah. a head coach. Um, as these were some of the most. Um, What's the best word I could say? Mm. These are the most attractive jobs. Yeah, because of what, what they had to offer. Yeah, uh, they're kind of. I mean, it's basically you get to build your own team from yeah. scratch. There's really nothing there to build off yeah. of, which is good. That's which can be really yeah. good. Um, let's start with the first one. Uh, the New York Jets have hired uh, former de- uh, defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Robert Sala, as their new head coach. Fantastic move. Yes, yes, I was. Praising him to be the Cowboys coach uh, if we ever got rid of Mike McCarthy. Yes. Um, but Brett uh, was high on him. Yes, I was. Um, I loved Robert Sala. He's a really good coach, um, and he's going to do great with the Jets. And it's great that I think with Robert Sala coming in there, it reaffirms that Sam Darnold's going to stay there. You um, think? Because with him coming there, I feel like if they brought in like an Eric Bahemini, if they brought in an offensive coordinator, offensive guru, I could oh. see them going to Justin Fields. But with now. Bringing in Robert Sala, you have a defensive-minded coach who's going to get that defense ready to go, get that offensive line going, and you know that you have a good quarterback in Sam Darnold who can play. You just yes. need to get weapons around him. He's had nobody around him. Wait, 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 what was it, last? Not, this, not the season we're currently in, but the season beforehand. Yeah. Right at the end, after he yes. had uh, Mono, was it, yep. was it Mono? Yeah. He, Mono, he yeah. came back, and he looked really good. He, he was playing well. And he this also year, had yeah. two receivers. Yeah. And this year, the last three weeks, he played really well. His job was on the line, but yeah. yes. <laughs> yep, he was. Um, And he played really well, but um, with the people that he has around him, he's only got Jameson Crowder as number one receiver. That's not good. Yeah. Um, and so I think Robert Sala's move really going to help the Jets. I think they're going to – go away from going for Justin Fields. And I think they're going to try to get a either a Devontae Smith or a Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase or a, um, you can get maybe like Panay Sowell, uh, the uh, left tackle out of uh, Oregon. Oregon. Him and Becton on both sides. you got yes. a great tackles there. Um, so you could do a number of moves there. But Jets, I think they made a great move here. Right. I could also see Robert Sala being the crazy guy to say, hey, let's just trade this pick away and get yeah. a lot of capital for it. I could see that. And let, let the quarterback needy team jump up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree with you. With The only thing that I, I have a problem with with this defensive-minded coach, I could easily see him passing on a guy like yeah, you could. Uh, Devonta Smith, Smith yeah. and then going defense, which kind of is like, ugh. Uh, so I, I'm very curious to see what what him what he what he'll uh, muster up. And yeah. I know he doesn't. He has something to do with drafting. Yeah. Not everything to do with drafting. He doesn't make the final call. No. But he definitely shows has a great uh, opinion. Yeah, <laughs> the, he, he has an opinion for yep. sure. And then um, also the rumors are that he's going to be hiring Matt Lafleur's brother. Good pick. Good pick. He's from San Francisco 49ers. He's helped Kyle Shanahan. He's with going to be having him as offensive coordinator with Sam Darnold. I think that'll open up the offense a lot, yes. a lot better than Adam Gase's offense. So I think that'd be really awesome. To what see. offense? Yeah, I know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then this probably was. So how do you get better than Robert Sala? This mm, one. Yeah, this one. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars have officially. The, the rumors have are officially true. They have officially hired former Ohio State head coach, yep. former former Florida, Florida head coach, yep. 
Urban Meyer. This is huge. He's a pro coach. Yep, this is huge. Um, this is massive. Uh, is. And, and listen, there's a difference between college and pro. Let's not get oh, that yeah. wrong. But face value, good move. Yep, that is. Um, you want to get in a guy who has the experience mm-hmm. all over college. Like he yes. went everywhere and won. Yes. And so you would, He's a winner. He yes. is. And so I think he'll do a great job with um, Jacksonville. Now, don't expect them next year to go out there and go 12 and 4 and get Uh-oh. to the Super Bowl. No. Um, but they could maybe be on the fringe to get to the playoffs, I feel like, next year with the weapons that they have. At, at, and, and, and that's something people don't realize. Yes. They do have. So they have let, really good let, wide receivers. Let's look at this team right now. Let's look, let's look at the t- probably yep. best 10 players. Defensively, you have Josh Allen, yeah. uh, not the quarterback. No. It's a defensive end, yeah. got the same name. Josh Miles Allen, Jack. Miles Jack, Caleb on chase on yeah. three good defensive players. Yes. That's really the best that got on defense. Yeah. Offensively, you do have DJ Chark. You have DJ Chark, uh, Lavonska Chanel, Keelan Cole, Keelan Cole, James, uh, James Robinson. Robinson. So you got seven solid players. Mm-hmm. I think they got one guy on the line that may be worth a yeah. crap. Maybe a bit of linebacker that's probably worth something. And yeah. you get them one overall pick. That's your 10th best player. That <laughs> is. Uh, because everyone kind of knows what they're going to do with that pick, and that's definitely going to be Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. And um, I, I love hearing the rumors that, you know, he's from Ohio State, Urban Meyer, so he's going to get Justin Fields. No, if if he does, his whole season just tanked. Like, I'm sorry. He's done. If he drafts Justin it, Fields it number one overall, he may, uh, th- th- he may get fired on the spot. <laughs> he may get fired on the spot. Yeah, um, that's not going to happen. So uh, nope. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick there, and I think that's a perfect spot for um, Trevor Lawrence because he's coming into a – Technically pro team, but with a college coach who is a lot like Dabo Sweeney. Right. And so I think that'll be a really good hire for them and really um, he just kind of he can ease Trevor Lawrence into yes, thank uh, you. You pro. Made it to, he, yep. <laughs> he needs that transition up. He can make it simpler for, for him and yep. kind of help, uh, like you said, ease that transition to where he can make it a swift and, and clean change in the NFL. Yes. Um, with this coaching with this coaching hire, and, and, and then it goes into who do you draft after? Trevor yeah. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is the easiest pick ever. Oh, yeah. You don't. It, that's just literally cement the card. And let's call it a day. <laughs> yeah. When he, when when Goodell, when it goes on the clock, it'll be like ten nine fifty nine. It's in. <laughs> pick yeah. is in. It'll be like. <laughs> I mean, look, they'll have it ready to submit very quickly. They and and the funny thing is, is the they'll submit it immediately, and the NFL wait five minutes to give you some oh, yeah. suspense. Like, oh, they will. maybe the entertaining trade rumors. Oh, yada yada yeah. yada. You know, they're not. No. They're they're just the NFL's trying to make it suspenseful. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, um, but there is a rumor that he's going to be hiring Scott Linehan as the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars. It's an interesting move. Uh, he is friends with Urban Meyer, but as I'm thinking about it, he did help Dak Prescott. Come into the league with Tony, when he became the rookie, a rookie starter. Yeah, he was um, rookie with year. Tony and uh, Tony going out and really made Dak into a really good player that year. As far as was able to complement him, able to uh, get a good run game going for him, Agreed. be able to help Dak improve upon what he did at Mississippi State. And I think he right. can do the same thing with uh, Trevor. Yeah, I mean, you you remember Scott Linehan was the offensive coordinator that had Zeke and Zeke and Dak in their rookie years, yeah. and made them the. Number in man the two finalists for rookie of the year. They were the yeah. only two finalists. It was literally them two. Yep. So and they went thirteen and three with a defense that was questionable at the time. <laughs> yes, very much so. Yeah. So I mean, you, you gotta you gotta give them a, you, this. It wouldn't be a bad move. No, it wouldn't. Especially starting out. Yes. Like the first few years, definitely. That's yeah. Fine. It wouldn't be a bad move. So that leaves us with the Falcons, the Lions, the Texans, the Chargers, and the Eagles uh, for coaching spots. Brent, with, with the with the current with with the guys left, mm-hmm. who does who, who does the Falcons hire? I mean, Falcons. Who, it's seeming like Arthur Smith would probably be the right spot, uh, Titans offense coordinator. 
Uh, it's a lot of rumors that he's already been offered a contract by them. Um, it's just whether he accepts it or not. Uh, nothing official yet. Yeah, nothing official. But um, And so I'm going to go with him there. I think that would be a good spot. He's a very run-the-football, play-action, like you see with Titans, and I think that would help Matt Ryan, help Julio, if they're going to keep them. Right. Um, and then get a good running back in, not Todd Gurley, not throw him out there and go for it. No, get a running back in the draft, like a Travis Etienne, a Najee Harris, and really – be that powerful team that you were in 2015. They had the number four overall pick in the draft. Do they go with that guy? Do they go with somebody that high? Or do you I wait for the second so. round? I'll wait for the second round. See, we'll, see they fall? Yeah, see if they fall. And if they don't, you still got Chubba Hubbard. You can get, uh, which is an awesome name, but it's, yep, <laughs> it's an awesome name. <laughs> Chubba Hubbard. Keep going. Yep, but uh, he's from uh, Oklahoma State. He's a really good running back as well, so they could pick up him either. What about uh, the Detroit Lions? Detroit Lions, they're going to be interesting. I don't really know, <laughs> but um, if they want to keep Matt Stafford, Eric Behemini, great move. I think he would be fantastic to prolong Matt Stafford's career. I think anybody, I think Eric Behemini in any team would just be a good pick. Yeah, I know. He'd be a good pick anywhere. Um, and then they also, it seems like they've interviewed Marvin Lewis, um, Dan Campbell, Todd Bowles. They're going to be interviewing him, Daryl Bevel. Um, so they got a few... Uh, possibilities that they could run with. Um, but I think Eric Bahamini is the best spot for them if they want to go that way. Okay. Um, the Texans. Texans, this is a um, wild spot here. <laughs> um, this place is weird. But right now, Eric Bahamini, if they want to keep um, Deshaun Watson there, they better get Eric Bahamini in there because that's who Deshaun Watson wants. <laughs> so um, they definitely would, should get him. But Joe Brady, another Panthers offensive coordinator, I think this is too quick for him. Yeah. Because he went from college offense coordinator to pro, pro offense coordinator to now head coach. Like that's a that's a fast transition there. So I don't think they should do that. Um, personally, what I think they should go with is um, Brandon Staley, Rams defensive coordinator. Uh, he's done a fantastic job with the Rams, and mm-hmm. I think he could bring over that physicality, toughness for the Texans to where when they do get rid of Deshaun, which I'm 95% sure they probably will get rid of Deshaun by this year, mm-hmm. especially if they don't get Eric Pahimney. And I think he would be a good, like Robert Sala, a good person to court, get the ship back on track. Yeah, And I think that'll work well for them. Okay. Um, let's go with probably the uh, out of the five remaining jobs, let's go with the mo- I think this one is the most yes. attractive by any means. It is. And let's go with the L.A. Chargers. Um, who do you see the L.A. Chargers hiring as their new head coach? Um, this one's tough. Um, Brandon Staley, another good uh, pick that could go here. Um, but I could see Brian Dable, the Bills offensive coordinator, Okay. He worked with Josh Allen, made Josh Allen into who he is today. Right. Like, made Josh Allen great. And Justin Herbert has similar skill sets to Josh Allen. He's a little bit more accurate coming into the NFL right. than Josh Allen was. And so, but the mobility is the same, the arm strength's about yes, the same. About the same, yep. Yeah. So I think he could be a good coach to come in and really boost um, uh, Justin Herbert. But also, they have Jason Garrett here. He did well with Dak, I'm, but I wouldn't do it. I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. He did it with Dak and Romo. He was the office coordinator for, with Romo. But I, 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 good no. luck. Godspeed. <laughs> God, Godspeed. <laughs> That's an 8-8 eight eight team coming. So uh, <laughs> you go. I would just go with Brian Dable. Uh, he's, he's got the track record. He's got the ability to turn a prospect that people were 50-50 on to – Greatness, and I think Just Herbert's another prospect that was fifty-fifty on coming into the uh, NFL, and he can be great with them. Hey, looking at all them coaches though, yeah, how many of them won 
uh, NFL Coach of the Year. Yep. Good point. Good point. Jason Garrett's the only Garrett. one. Yep. Good point. And who was his offensive corner? Scott Linehan. Scott <laughs> the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, honestly, and I'm not being biased by any means, this is just truthfully how it, how it is, the least attractive job. The absolute worst. The <laughs> worst attracting attracting job. Um, because at least with the other teams, you have a you have a you have something positive yeah. or a a field to start with. Mm-hmm. This one, nah. it's just a. Cr- you I mean, inherit you, a quarterback with controversy, m- controversy, and millions of dollars. First of all, involved in this with Carson Wentz. Yes. And then you got Jalen Hurts, who's pissed off because he got benched, and now they got Nate Suffield, who I thinks know. he's a starter. <laughs> Nate no, Suffield, been, who's been hyped up by Doug Peterson to be the next uh, Nick Foles, and then you got um, this defense is horrible. They got they're oh, old. They're, they're old. Overpaid. Yep. They're wide receivers. Paid, wide receivers expensive. are who? <laughs> Jalen Rieger, who was picked ahead of Justin Jefferson, that was a big goof. We just want them. To keep that in mind. Just keep that. Just keep hammering it down for those Eagles fans. You have JJ Ortega um, Whiteside, who was drafted before DK Metcalf. <laughs> yep, uh, it was him, right? Yeah, it was him. Okay, make sure. Um, and then so for the Eagles, they're interviewing a lot of young people. They're interviewing Joe Brady, Jarrett Jarrett Mayo, who is the Patriots linebacker. He's the linebacker coach now. The best pick ever. Yeah. And Kellen Moore. <laughs> and then Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore is the best pick. Please take him off our hands. <laughs> we will give him to you. Uh, <laughs> for free? Yeah, for free. Easy. Yeah. We'll pay for his trip out there. <laughs> we'll pay for you to take him. <laughs> yes. Um, we will. Uh, I don't want Kellen Moore to do. Uh, that would be great for him to go there. It would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think why they're getting him is trying to pick his brain to see what the Cowboys do and be a butt about it. But anyway. Uh, I I would love to see him go to the Eagles, personally. We all would. Yep. Uh, realistically, I mean, nobody really wants to go there, honestly. No, it's it's not an attractive job. Because you mean, hear all the rumors coming out of there that, l- uh, l- l- like we said, w- w- when you had the Jets and the and the and the Jaguars, they have the top two picks in the NFL draft. Yeah. And they have a very plain surface. There's not a lot there, which mm-hmm. it means you can really build it from scratch. Yes. That's where we're looking at. We're not saying they have nothing there, so that's a terrible job. No, it's not. They have nothing there, so a you new can coach, build it. I can I can mold it to what I want. Yes. There, it is clay. I can mold whatever yep. I want to be. So it's you're it's, a sculptor. It's a sculptor, <laughs> right? Because yep. l- listen, there's nobody on that Jets. Name one person on that Jets defense. Marcus May. That was digging deep. <laughs> that was digging deep. They have nobody on that defense. So Robert Sala can literally scrap everybody and yep. start from scratch. I mean, they have really nobody on the offensive side. Yes, you have Sam Darnold, who's a good player. Yep. You do Mekhi have Mackay Beckton, who's a solid lineman. Yes. And then you have uh, Jay Crowder, or Jay, uh, Jameson Crowder, who's he's a good two. Player. He's a good two, maybe yeah. three. A great three, uh, an average two. That's where he. That's where yep. he stands. So you have a lot of open, a lot of openings to where you can move a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. So uh, when Frazier opens up that, and plus that Jets head team has a lot of cap. It is the Jags. Same thing. We talk about the, they have good yep. players. They do have a, they have the number one overall pick, and they have a lot of cap space. They do. So that's so that's why these drafts are so attractive. Say, with the Chargers, they have they have less cap space, but look at the players they have. Yeah, you have guys like Kenneth Murray. You do have guys like Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. I mean. Yeah, the eleventh pick in the draft. You have a lot of positives with that team. Okay. Uh, the Texans. That's a crapshoot. Nobody <laughs> wants to go to the Texans right now. The Lions. You have Stafford, and if he leaves, you have that same plain surface. Yeah. You got guys like Kenny Kenny Galladay, so you have a couple pieces, yes. but there's not a lot. Jeff Okuda. Yeah. With the Falcons, you're walking in with Julio and Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley. It's a pretty, pretty solid good. start. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the uh, draft order, and I'm thinking. 
if I'm the Jets, I would trade back possibly to the four spot. Mm-hmm. Dolphins are at three. That's the only question mark about Devontae Smith. Oh, no. If, he, if, if, if Devontae Smith doesn't yeah, go two, I he's going three. I think he will. Uh, so I would just honestly stay at two and probably just get Devontae Smith and piss off the Dolphins. <laughs> but I mean, uh, that's just the right thing to do. I mean, yeah, that's just the, the most NFL thing you can do. But Falcons are a good team as far as if you want to trade back and them, they they could go for the quarterback, Justin Fields, or Panthers. Maybe I could see them trying to do it. I can't see the Panthers moving on from Teddy. I could maybe see it, but I can't see it. Uh, and maybe Alliance as well, just uh, moving. I can't see the Lions being stupid. Yeah. And so those are the three teams I could see doing it. But yeah, so when we look at this job and say and, and say so the, and say the Eagles are so unattractive, that's why. That's yes. what we're basing this off of. Um, the only other unattractive job that that's the that's that low would be the Texans. Yeah. But they don't have the. I mean, you have yes, expensive quarterback, but you don't have that much of an expense. Yeah. You don't have a quarterback controversy. You no. don't have you have a wide receiver controversy, but that's from Bill O'Brien. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. It's just that that's why we're at the position we're at with with saying the Eagles is a crappy job because it is a crappy job. It I mean, is. You really have to you good have luck. to work with a lot. Yeah. You have to be good. For, that's why they're looking at these young coaches because then they can control them. Right. That's, that's exactly what they're yeah. doing. Like hey, Kellen Moore, perfect guy. Yeah, perfect guy. He can, he's been controlled by a lot of people. <laughs> Jerry, Stephen, Garrett, McCarthy. Yep. Rumo Dak. <laughs> yeah, knows the in and outs of the Cowboys. So, I mean, that's a perfect hire for him, I tell you. Yeah, I mean, hey. Your arch rivals, you know, he's got the inside track. He knows what they're doing. Right. So. But he can't coach. <laughs> yeah, I know, but hey. Yeah. Hey. He can coach miracles. He's he, a miracle. He's the best. <laughs> look at our stats. Look on Pro Football Focus how good he is at the analytical data. <laughs> right. Keep hyping him up. Yep. Yep. Past two years, he's had like eight thousand passing yards with Dak Prescott and and yeah. and, and uh, Andy Dalton, and they've won four games. <laughs> I know. Get all the analytical data, and let me adjust my glasses here. Hey, I wear glasses. Shut up. <laughs> well, <laughs> joke with a tape in the middle. Okay, that's different. okay there we that's go. Different. Let's clarify. Yeah. Go with the classic nerd. But no, that's where we're at. We're with GM and NFL coaching. Um, it's it's definitely there's a lot still to look yeah. at. A lot of GM spots are still open. A lot of coaching spots are still open. It is. Offensive, defense, coordinator spots are really open. So it's kind of trying to figure out and and uh, and move through where we're at um, in the season. Uh, but th- this does need to hurry up along, yeah. especially with, with free agency closing in quicker than people it expect. Yeah. Um, right after Super Bowl, it's going to be like, boom. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you need to do – I mean, I'm thinking middle of, middle of February. You have about a month. Yeah. To get everything, everything in order, yeah. So, uh, so you can start looking, yeah. scouting, and talking about okay, this is what we need. This is who we need. Mm-hmm. This is who we need. This the East West where... Shrine game is going to be coming up. I think end of February, early right. March. So, right, and that's a big, yeah, big, that's a big game. game. Yeah, to look at younger prospects, look at guys who aren't on that scale of yes, Trevor Lawrence, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round, right. Picks. And, and and see who's gonna really build who's gonna make up your team. Yep. Uh, so this will be definitely be interesting it will uh, be. to see where it goes. Let's have some trash talk real quick. So when it comes to the trash talk, there has been a lot of crap going on the past couple of weeks, uh-huh. and it all centers around one team yeah. being targeted. Not saying being targeted. Yeah. And that's the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this comes comes after what we were saying with earlier with the, with the with the yes. uh, Chiefs game. Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about first with the uh, so let's Steelers. see it all started. We'll go, we'll where, go with where the it all past. started. Yeah. Okay. So it, it all started with uh, a Steeler wide receiver named Juju Smith Schuster. Yes. And he said before the last game, 
uh, before the Steelers Browns Steelers Brown, where they got whooped. Um, he said, I think they're nameless gray faces. They have a couple good players on their team, but at the end of the day, I don't know. The Browns is the Browns. And that fired up a lot of Browns players. <laughs> fired up a lot of Browns fans. Yes. And so that, and they said even after the game, that propelled us and helped us kind of to get another edge against the Steelers. And they definitely had it that game. <laughs> yes. And so then they handed them the loss. They kind of made fun of Juju at the end, of, at the in the locker room, kind of doing this little TikTok dance and yeah. whatever and stuff like Quarterback, that. Quarterback. Which is funny because, you know, he trash talked them. So, hey, it coming back. Like, yes. <laughs> you know, that's what happens. So, so, so you know what? It, it was so, you know, Juju talks crap. They they lose the game. Cleveland took it personally uh, and won. After the game, they did they, they made their jokes like, "Come on, dude, let's yeah. you know, be ha-ha. serious. Yeah. yeah, let's. You want to talk some trash? Yeah, we did our thing. Now now yeah. now we can actually brag. Yeah, we can brag. So yeah. I mean, you back it up. It, it, they backed it up. So the Browns is not the Browns. The Browns are a new Browns. Yes. Um, and that's what we made that comment off of. Um, so following the game, uh, uh, there was something that also came out of Cream Hunt trash talking. Yes. This, I believe, was taken completely out of context. Yes, it was. Um, and he said, because he said, next week, it's personal. Yeah. And everyone was going, oh, my God, the Browns are taking this game personal. Yeah, yeah. No, it's personal it's, for Kareem. Yeah, because he played for the Chiefs. The Chiefs got rid of him off of the uh, incident yes. that happened. Uh, um, a, a domestic violence incident. Yep. Or not domestic. Uh, no, it, it was a child just, thing. Yeah, it was, no, no, that was Tyreek. Oh, yeah. It was, the, it was um, the girl in the... Uh, yeah, the girl in the elevator. In the, in the hotel. Not elevator, hotel. Yeah. That he uh, assaulted. Yeah. Uh, so too many after, people do that. <laughs> too many people do too much stuff. Um, and Tyreek's name was clear. Yeah, yep. Was. That, let's clarify that. He oh was yeah, clear. He was. So, Cream on the other hand was not. He no, was suspended yeah. and everything like that. So, yeah. um, but with 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 this uh with that comment, he said it's personal. It would be for him because he played with the Chiefs. Yes, it's his coming home party. I believe if it, you can check. This is his first game against Kansas yeah. City. Definitely the first. I think this is the first game back in Kansas City. Yeah. So for him, it is personal. It's it's like, oh, you should have stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I'm not that bad. I mean, I've changed. Yeah, I've I'm changed. A, I, I'm, yeah, you should have stuck with me. Stuck with me. Yeah. Help me through. Stuck with me through this time, and then Cleveland stuck with me. And that's stuck. Time. They came in and stuck yeah. with me, and they gave him a good contract. That's yeah. it. And now they have a great run game. They did. Um, Sammy Watkins, uh, uh, a player for the Chiefs, said, "Looks like we got some competition next week." Sammy Watkins then replied, I wouldn't go that far, LOL. The the trash talk continues now with Sammy Watkins getting into it. And it's like, oh, Uh, crap. Stupid. Did you not just hear what we were talking about? Yeah. Um, And this also comes after uh, Mr. Chase Claypool. Yep. When Chase Claypool, and after the game, um, it was like a day or two afterwards, he said they were just super classless against Juju, towards Juju. What they were saying on the field toward the end of the game, so I'm not going to have respect for a team that doesn't have respect for us. And so, Oh, yeah, because you showed so much respect oh, yeah. for them. You showed so much respect. You gave them just, you loved them. You were like, oh, they're a great team and everything. No, you said that they're the Browns of old, the sucky Browns. the Browns, the Browns. Yep. And so you'd say that, and then you got these guys who are trash talking you. You should, you deserve it. Hey, you, you trash talk. You Browns, lost. You lost. They Browns backed it up and said, "Hey, that's not us anymore. That's, that's this is this. This is this." And so move out of here. And they're getting all salty because ah. Uh, and they so, lost because they got beat. 
They did. And so that's what aggravates me the most. And what aggravates me the most was they showed a picture of after the game. They were like, he, they disrespected Juju. Juju was sitting on the bench, not even talking to any of the Browns players at all. No, he walked. Him and Claypool both were sitting on the bench, not even talking to any of the players whatsoever. They had a picture of Baker Mayfield came over there and fist bumped both of them. And then went off of the field. Yes. Ba- and Baker was completely class full. Class. That's class. This is not class. And I, I've, they've ruined my respect for Juju and Claypool. I don't like them at all now. They, they've, they've ruined it. They, yes. They've gone too far with TikTok and all that stuff. Okay, it's cute. Wonderful. Go out on the football field and play. And they, the production level is not equaling the off-the-field crap that they're doing right yes. now. And so it's just stupid. I hate it. But <laughs> that's it, what aggravates it, it, me. It, it is aggravating because as a, as a guy who, who and I know because I know you so well, yeah. who looks at this as a GM and coaching perspective, mm-hmm. that's where you look at everything. Yeah. And, and like we have all, all this experience of it, but mm-hmm. it's that's where yeah. we look at stuff. It we is. look at how a GM and coach would look at it, and it is annoying. Um, and you look at what the path that AB was on. You're looking at these two. The same exact pass. What the yeah. crap are they putting in the water with the Steelers? Like they putting like <laughs> they putting some crazy stuff in that thing. <laughs> so and, and, and I agree. Listen, mm-hmm. Ju, is Ju, Juju is a young guy, so yeah. I, I think I think his I think his problem isn't. And, 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 I'm, and I've got to be careful how I say this because I want I want to treat it with as much respect as I can. Yeah. Versus other players in the NFL, and he takes the social media thing like a kid. He does. I'm not saying he's a kid. No, but he, he takes he's, social media like a kid. Right. He he he's he needs he's to very, mature. He, that's what I meant. He's yep. not immature. He just needs to mature. Yep. He needs to mature on, on in this aspect of that's off season stuff. During yeah. the season, we you, play. Yes. Th- that's the only thing. Don't dance on people's logos. You've seen that how that happened for T- Terrell Owens. Yep. It's stuff like that. It's it's just the small details. Look at stuff. the great players. Uh, Kobe Bryant, when social media just started up, he did like that zero dark thirty or whatever. LeBron did the same thing, where right. they go off social media when they need to, right. when they go into these games and play. Right, and that's what he needs to do as well. LeBron right. does it. K, uh, Le, uh, LeBron, Kobe's done it. Tom Brady does it. Yes, everybody, uh, all the great players do that. Right, even Mahomes, he's not really on social media as far as no. He he posts small stuff and and, yeah. and, and more and most of it's congratulatory of somebody else. Right, like oh dude, you see him? Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, and it's and when did he do it? Did it on the bye week. He did yes. on the bye week. He did it on the bye week. He did it on a Thursday night when he, they played yep. Thursday and they, and they had and they he watched Sunday games. Yep. If you look he at their Monday Twitter night games, can, yep. if you look at their Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts, the week of the next game, you see nothing. No, and that's what it should be. And and that's how it should be. Listen, do I think do I think players build their brands up and and it and it's and they should. Yep. Yes, to a degree. Yep. I think you should build up a brain of some sort. So, mm-hmm. so when after football, yeah, you, you have, have something, something to yeah. build off of. But look, look at Brady. He's in these commercials and everything. Right, but he's, he's in his career. Supposed. Yeah, I know. Build your career up to where you are a first ballot Hall of Famer yeah. or a guaranteed Hall of Famer. And then Do use it. that. Yeah. Because then everybody's going to want you. When you're yes. already used up, it's like crap. Yeah. It's, we've seen it enough. Yeah. And, and like I said, guys like Baker, guys like Mahomes. They're doing their commercials now, and right now it's because they're paying so much. Yes. They would be stupid to turn down the money that they're offering them. I it, I don't know exactly what they're paying them, but I know it's a crack ton. Yeah, it is. And it's, Baker's a great actor. And, ba- and <laughs> Baker's funny. Mahomes yeah. is funny. Rogers is funny. Yeah. Their commercials are, are very humorous. But they do it in the off season. But they do it in the off. They record them in the off season, and then they put put them to the regular season. Yeah. Juju, listen, like I said, if you want to do your stuff, it's fine. But for me, it, you have to you have to do it during the off season. Yeah. Rob Gronkowski, what is he known for? Being a partier. Yeah. Have you ever seen him party during the season? Nope. Never do. Yeah. When does he party? Off season. Off season. Yeah. Because there's no work to be done. 
When there's work to be done, he head take, down. He does work. Yep. That's, that's how the it same, be. and that's the same approach that every. That's how every player should approach it. Yes. But especially Juju right now, he needs to mature in that aspect. Claypool is a rookie, and he's making rookie mistakes. Yes. By saying rookie stuff, which is stupid. Yes. So, for, for for and Claypool needs to do the exact same. He needs to mature with Juju, and just say, listen, when the season's going on, we put our heads down. Yeah. When the season's going on, we put our heads down. We just don't do that. Listen, if Juju wanted to do him like like when if Juju wanted to be a TikTok star during. During the off season, yeah, fine. Go, go ahead. Yeah. No one's no one, no one cares. No one would care. No, it's during the season when you got when you're dancing on my logo. That's yeah, when before I before games right. when you should be running around doing warming getting up. warming up. Instead, right. you're dancing on their logo and pissing off the other team in the locker room. <laughs> right. Listen, if you want to dance in your own logo, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I mean, no, I don't think anybody no, would have a problem no. with that. But it's when you dance on other people's logos. Yes. You're, it, it, look at Terrell Owens and the Cowboys. Yes. <laughs> look at look what we'll have with the Ravens next season. Yes. After what they did. Oh yeah. Dance on the dance on the Titans logo. Yeah. That's not going to be a good uh-uh. sight. That'll be a bad sight. Yeah. Well. That will be a physical hit you in the mouth game. Yep. You may even see a fight. Yeah. Between Harbaugh and Vrabel. <laughs> yeah. Vrabel Vrabel's going to win that fight ten times out of ten. Yes. He's a big dude. So when you look at when you look at this, and we're not saying that Juju is is well, we are saying Juju's wrong for talking trash. Yeah, I'm saying Claypool is wrong for talking trash, mm-hmm. especially after you got whooped. Yep. You don't say, oh, next week they're gonna get they're gonna get clapped because you because you got smoked by this team. Yeah. Dude, you guys had points and yards because they played prevent on you. Yes. They didn't play. That's the only. Time they beat you without a coach. Yep. Without a coach. Yeah. Without offensive coordinator. With the offensive, <laughs> their offensive line coach was their center. Yes. And you still, still got whooped. Yep. Did you have a chance? Yes. They also forced four, four turnovers on your quarterback. Yeah. And you're up. They were up twenty-eight nothing in the first quarter. <laughs> but you, they broke NFL record. Yep. That's what we're getting at. It's not that we are saying that they were. They were. Well, we are saying they're wrong for doing it. Yep. It's just mature in the aspect of you don't talk crap. Mm-mm. Because it fires a team up. That's just general football it knowledge. Is. You just yeah. don't do it. No, you keep it's your head high, down. It's high school stuff. It's Look at what Bill Belichick does. That if you talk, room you get buttoned up. If you talk, you get cut. Yeah, that's how Belichick. Look at Cam worked. Newton. Cam Newton was that was the quietest year I've ever heard of Cam Newton. Never heard. I, I didn't hear him speak. No, I didn't hear him speak one word. So I mean, it's it's just that's how you, a culture should be. It should be head down. Play you work, play ball, and then if you want to talk trash, you do it after you whoop their team. Right. And you're like, hey, look at this, ha, 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 after they've trash-talked you. Don't start nothing. No, you, you back it end, up. You end yep. and back up trash talk. Yes. So Baker and the Browns did. Yeah. And that's and they have the right to now brag. Yeah. Because guess what? It, we split this. We split in the regular season. It was one-to-one. Yeah. And now we won the big game. So we, we won the one, one, one that mattered. Yeah. We, we went up two-to-one, the one that, game that yeah. mattered. That's what ma- and that's And that's where they are. And that's why when when I know that's why you picked the Browns against yeah. the Chiefs because Sammy Watkins' comments. Yep. And I, Baker Mayfield did have a response today about that, and I and I, I'm reading it now. And I, yeah, and it was he, really good. He handled he handled himself well. If Baker is a fiery guy, he could easily sit here and talk trash. Oh yeah. But he but he refuses to because yeah. he knows keep your head down, let's yeah. play ball, and look don't at the culture. Them up. Look at the culture. Kevin Stefanski came yes. in there, changed the entire culture with Freddie Kitchens, Baker with a hot head. Like not to be me, I love Baker, and that's you need to have that. He was but easier. He, he was, was more prone to go yep, off on the media. More, more emotional, more prone to not. There wasn't a control. There wasn't a discipline of right. the team, and now they have that discipline with Kevin mm-hmm. Stefanski and that coaching staff. Yes, and I think they're 
they are on a pace right now to where they can easily get to the championship game. Let me well, let's just say this. I think after next off season, if they do if they do good in the off season yes. and a healthy Browns team comes into the season, you got we're not talking about like Baker, Jarvis, Chubb, no. anything like that going down. But a healthy Browns team after a really good off season and a good draft. Super Bowl contenders, hundred percent. And easily. Yep. With this coaching staff and yep. with this quarterback. And they're gonna get rid of Odell, hundred percent. Oh, for sure. And the, you the can return, see it right now. The re- after the return uh, and when the return on they get with him, yep. depending on where they trade him. Because all the people saying if Odell's on this team, it'd be amazing. No, it wouldn't they wouldn't be in the playoffs with Odell. I'm, I'm sorry. No, they wouldn't. There's no reason to apologize. It's a no, fact. They would is. not be. You could see the transition of, yep. of a talent. You can yep. see the energy change. You can see Jarvis Landry getting targets. Yes. Baker tries, and not Nargan Baker again, Baker no. targets Odell more. I think because Baker says he is a playmaker, let me get him the ball. Yeah. And Instead also, of just spreading the ball back out. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you give, remember we were talking about the first game of the season, Odell had, what, 13 targets and four yeah. catches? You can't have that. No. And it's, you have to, listen, if he had four targets for four catches and eight in, at 90 yards and a touchdown, yeah, that's, fine. that's how a star, is, a star is made. Yeah. You spread the ball out. And that's what now Baker's doing. Yeah. You kind of, and I think that's more or less Baker growing as well. Yeah. And also, I think it, it's Odell Beckham. He knows that if he doesn't give him the ball, he's going to go off and become a. We'll just make him happy. And just make him happy. And that's not good. You don't do that to stars. And, no. But Baker's a young guy. He's It was his first year in the league, and Odell's on your team. And so. It was I'm, this year. This. Well, I know, Start but I'm season. talking like this year, all the years that Odell's been there with Baker. Yeah, it was last year, last year, and, last year and this year. This year. It was, it last was year's a, bad. Yeah, last year was bad. It was the second year in the league, so I mean, Baker's kind of... With Freddie Kitchens. With Freddie Kitchens. So that stunts your growth. Yep, and then you also got OBJ, who's calling for the ball, big brand, big personality, and wants the ball all the time and all this ball hog. I'll, I'll go off if you don't give it to me. Right. So when you hear in this stuff and you know Odell's passed, you're like, I got to feed him like 13 times a game. Yes. <laughs> and so... It just ruins it, and, and that can throw your chemistry off. Yeah. Um, he uh, Odell's gone. The is gone for sure. But everybody can go oh, and yeah. read the handwriting on the wall. What they get in return from is be the question. Hopefully, they get something good to help this Browns team build yes. up. This Browns team is on the up and up, and especially if they have a really good offseason next year. I think this Browns team can easily be a Bills kind of contender. Yes. Um, because Baker, but, but Baker's growing. You can see it. Oh, yeah. Look at and and like I said, the kitchens thing stunts his growth. Mm-hmm. If you disagree with me, I apologize. Yeah. Uh, You're a family member of Kitchens. <laughs> That's it. You could see from his, his rookie year, he looked really good. Yes, he was. He was. He plays what second rookie of the year? Mm-hmm. Offensive rookie of the yeah. year. His and second under Hugh Jackson. Yeah, that was under Hugh Jackson and a coaching change with who? Freddie. No, Freddie was the coach. Uh, who was the coach? Was it Williams? Yes. Yeah, Greg Williams. Greg Williams. Yeah. Wow, that's a fall. <laughs> that's a fall. <laughs> He'd be kind of looking at like, holy crap. So, Ouch. <laughs> yeah, so I, I believe they went from Hugh Jackson to Greg Williams. And yeah. He went, through a, he went through a coaching change in the middle of the season for yep. Baker. I know. He wasn't the starter. He became the starter off of Tyrod's benching injury, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It was a benching to me. But yep. when you – and so he went through all that. He's a rookie. He works through that, becomes, becomes a rookie of the year mm-hmm. candidate. Then he falls that quick because yeah. Freddie Kitchen sucked. And now you're seeing him transition. He's limiting the turnovers. He's becoming a better quarterback, especially this back half, this oh, back yeah. half of the season. He looked very good. Yep. Baker Mayfield next year. I'll go this far. If they have a good offseason, Baker Mayfield is an MVP candidate. Yeah, I agree. No. Um, it's not a stretch. No, not a stretch at all. If he, the way they're playing right no, now, if, it's he, just... if, if he can If he can turn it up next year, yep. make the next step, 
as a true third year player, yeah. a third year player, make that third year step. Mm-hmm. And I know it's his fourth, but yeah, I know what you mean. Freddie Kitchen stunts your growth. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Yep. If he makes that trans, if he makes that big leap that mm-hmm. that we're kind of waiting for, especially yeah. that number one pick, you're kind of waiting for him to make that next yeah. step. If he makes that big leap with an off seat, a good off season, takes this Browns team, makes them win the win the division, which is an easy possibility. Oh yeah. I think honestly, the biggest challenge he'll have is Joe Burrow. Yeah. And the Bengals team, if they have a good off season, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I base it off oh, yeah. in a good draft. But if the Browns make a good, if, if the Browns make the big jump with yes. the, with 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 Baker Mayfield's play and a good off season in draft, yeah, this Browns team could easily be division winner, number one, number two, number three seed yeah. in that category. I would say two. I think they're uh, yeah. two or three. I'd say two or three seed. Yeah, that were the Pittsburgh Steelers were this year. With Baker Mayfield being in that conversation for NFL MVP, yeah. that's honestly where I can see Baker next year if everything goes according to plan with the Browns. Yeah. If I can't too. Off season, keeping him, yeah. keeping him, keeping his head on his shoulder, and progression of Baker Mayfield and his progress as being an NFL quarterback. Yes, and being a captain and leader of that team. And that happens. It's gonna be dangerous. As he wakes up every day. <laughs> yep. Feeling dangerous. Feeling dangerous. <laughs> so. That ends our trash talk, and that's we kind of got a little we rabbit yeah. holes. We got on a little rant, but it, uh, rabbit that'll holes. end our NFL topics for today. Yes. Then we on to the NBA. Um, we have some massive, massive news. Yes. Um, James Harden is now a Brooklyn Net. Uh, He's a what? Brooklyn Net. What? Yeah. What? Brooklyn Net. What? 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 <laughs> like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, but they got James Harden going to the Nets. That's a crazy move. Um, it was a three-team trade. Yes, we, we originally thought it was four-team. Yeah. Um, the, the Pacers were supposed to be in this trade. This is this has now been uh, been changed by Woj. Yeah. Um, the Pacers and, and Victor Oladipo was originally in the, in, involved. Mm-hmm. They are not now. Um, it is just a three-team trade with the Nets, Rockets, and Cleveland Cavaliers being involved, um, which is really, really crazy. Um, so, should we go through what each team receives? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll start first with the Cavs because they're the low low man on the totem yeah. pole. <laughs> um, the Cavs will receive uh, center Jared Allen, uh, forward uh, Taron Pr- uh, Prince, and the rights to Alexander, I'm not going to try to pronounce that name, uh, from the Nets. He was yeah. the 57th overall pick in 2017. So that's how you can find out Alexander, whatever his last name yeah. is. 57th pick, 17 draft, yeah. NBA. Yeah. Um, the Cavaliers Ru- got a good center in Jared Allen. Yeah. That also will work really well with uh, Drummond. Drummond. Yep. To kind of have that, have if they can even move him, him or probably they move Drummond out to power forward and kind of use yeah. him right there with, with Jared Allen. That'd be kind of a nice move. That would be. Um, Rockets, they get a lot of the return. So this is what the Rockets received. They received guard Chris Levert, which are really good. Karis Levert. Levert. Apologize. It looks like Chris. Yeah, it does. Odd name. Uh, Ford uh, Radonis Karuska? I don't know. I don't know him. Why can't you just have like a Smith? Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith. I know. What was the one from Key and Peele? Dan Smith? Yeah, Dan Smith, yeah. The BYU quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> uh, three first-round picks, 2022, 2024, 2026, and four first-round swaps, 2021, 2023, 2025, and 2027 from the Nets. Guard Dante Exum and 2022 first-round pick via the Milwaukee Bucks from the Cavs. Um, so they got the – so from the from the Cavs, yeah. they got the Bucks yep. because they made a trade. Yeah. Um, so you got – Four first round picks, 
four first round swap pick swaps mm-hmm. for the next seven years. That's amazing. <laughs> what a haul. Yep. And in return, the the Nets have received a twenty twenty four second round pick from the Cavs. Oh, and that James Harden guy. Yeah, and him. Uh, yeah, God bless. So, uh, so you know what? Hey, yeah. I think everyone made made out of this trade. I mean, of course, did. the Cavs were the low man on the totem pole, yeah. but so I think they got a good they got a good role players. Yeah, for their team. Yeah, I think that'll help them a lot. And then yeah. also, the Rockets made out like a bandit. They got well, so many picks. We also know that Milwaukee pick's gonna be low. Oh yeah, I mean it's gonna be a high pick. Yeah, no. No, no, it's, it's gonna be a, a twenty 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 a, a twenty four pick a twenty five yeah. pick something like that. I don't know. Was that a high pick or low pick? Uh, low pick. Low pick. Yeah. Just to tell you, I guess numbers and high yeah, and yeah, low. Just weird. it just because the draft yeah, it messes draft. everything. Throws everything off. Yep. So it's like a twenty five pick. Yeah. Of thirty. So yeah. I mean, but the Rockets are in good. You're in the back sure. back end of the draft. That's yeah. what I meant to say. So so the, the but I think I think this is a good pick for the Rockets. I mean, uh, Harden expressed him wanting out. Yep. Um, the the Nets got the Nets get Harden. Well, let's talk about everything. That's what the Cavs. What did the Cavs get? The Cavs got good role players. The Cavs mm-hmm. made out on this trade. They did lose that first round pick, but yeah, for Jared th- Allen, that's fine. Jared Allen's a proven commodity. Yeah. Very good center. Very good center. And especially learn under Drummond. Right. I think them two would be a nice combination. Yeah. And the the, the the rights to the Alexander dude. That's probably yeah. nothing. And he's on the same timetable as Garland and Sexton. So right. So it, he's on. He, that's a good. That's a good move. It is. Uh, the Rockets made out with an awesome haul with getting yeah. Levert. Uh, the picks, uh, yeah. Exum. Levert will be great with uh, um, John Wall. Mm-hmm. Exum will be a good backup for John yes. Wall. So. And then all the picks is just yeah, solid. Fantastic. Yeah. Now let's talk about the Nets. This is the, the, so Cavs good. Yep. Nets. I mean Rockets good. good. Nets. This Plus is, you move on from Harden. That's what good thing to the Rockets. Yeah. The interesting thing about this is Spencer Dinwiddie towards ACL mm-hmm. out for the year. Right. Jared Allen gone to the Cavs. Karis LeVert, gone to the Rockets. Who's your role players? Who's your bench? Uh, it's it's KD, yeah, Harden. It's KD, Harden, Kyrie. That's it. No, 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 no. Maybe. No, no. Uh, if he's there. DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. Yeah, and DeAndre Jordan. So you have you have three starters and a ghost. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and so, and I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from Kyrie. They will. Um, and but the only thing is, who's going to who? Who wants that baggage? Um, and so nobody. I know. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. But um, if they play together, obviously it'll be the best offensive trio probably ever. Um, just pure scoring volume that they can put up each yeah. one of them. But the thing is, who's going to get the ball? Who's going to pass the ball? <laughs> and Assist way down. Yeah, assist way down, first of all. Second of all, Kevin Durant, poor fella, he's not going to touch the ball. Uh, and he's going to touch the ball I know, and he should be. Because the, uh, Hard is going to be touching the ball all the time if he gets can get it away from Kyrie. Um, so, uh, it's, that's if Kyrie shows up. <laughs> I know, and that's if Kyrie shows up. So, I mean, it, it's going to be very interesting. I heard yesterday, and this is like so much says if the Brooklyn Nets win a championship with these three, Kevin Durant is the greatest leader of all time <laughs> in the basketball. The ego, the, because the ego, the just stupidity the of Kyrie hawking. Irving and the ball hawking and everything just mixed together. It hogging, would be no, hawking. hogging, yeah. Uh, it would just wrong be, animal. Yeah, you're good. It, it would just be amazing to see, but um, it's it's really interesting. I think Harden and Kevin Durant would work extremely well together with DeAndre Jordan down there. Yes, it's be, the Kyrie factor. It's the Kyrie factor that's the odd man out and. You know, Kyrie didn't like being number two 
to LeBron. He didn't like being number two to Tatum at the end of that because everybody likes Tatum more than Kyrie, honestly. Well, so. And so now he went to Brooklyn to be the number two with Kevin Durant. And now he's the number three to Harden and Durant. So if he didn't like two, if he didn't like one, when he was with the Celtics for that one year where Tatum wasn't, he was a rookie, you... <laughs> he's not happy. I know he's not happy, and so he's gonna be gone. I feel like if if Brooklyn's smart, they gonna get rid of him because Steve Nash is a rookie head coach, and you got this going on. Like good luck. Um, even I, though Dan Tony is the uh, assistant coach who worked with Harden, so I mean Harden will be fine. I feel like, and Durant I think will be fine as long as they get rid of Kyrie because that's too many cooks in the kitchen in my opinion. Yes, you have a kitchen for two. Yeah. Possibly a third man, yep. and you have four. You did with, with DeAndre Jordan yep. in there. So you're trying to you you have you have a two person kitchen that can, that can if you want you can squeeze three. That being Jordan, yes. Now you're squeezing a fourth. Yeah. So who's the odd man at the kitchen? Yeah. So it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's it's you have you it's I agree with you. Too many cooks in the kitchen. This is not going to be a good move. Nah. It could be a good move, but it's not going to be a good move for the Nets. If they do what they do, and that's and that's just, the only way this works is if Kyrie takes his ego down and Harden takes his ego down. That's the only way. Uh, and I can see Harden's ego down before Kyrie's ego will go down. And so that's how you go on this. You beat me to it. Um, so that's that's the only thing I see. So I'm yeah, thinking. Well, I, I think Harden showed a lot last last year, especially with Westbrook coming in yes. there, and 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 him and the Westbrook. Yeah. Yes. I think the and same thing. And now with Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, he loves Kevin Durant. Right. He works with them. He they played it with an OKC. Right. So I mean, they have a good history, and I can see maybe with um. Uh, and DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Jordan, let's not get his role no. mixed up. He's he is there for rebound, pick and roll. Yep. And then the, the hoops. Second, <laughs> hoops. second chance at, yep. at uh, second chance points. Yep. That's what he's there for. He yes. is not there to get fed the ball no. like Shaq. He, no. That's not his role. His role is rebound. Second chance points, alley oops, feeds yeah. when no one's looking. Yeah, that's that's what DeAndre Jordan's role is. It's it not is. to be that thirty point no. score. And then they also got Joe Harris, who's a great knockdown three point shooter, which yes. would, which would work fantastic with Harden as the primary ball handler. Yes, being able to pick and roll, come off. You got Durant over here. You got Joe Harris over here. Kick it either one, hit a three, boom. Now, that'd be nasty. Yeah. Um, so um, I think that would work well. It's just getting rid of Kyrie. And the only place I could see Kyrie going, if they do trade him, I could see him going to Celtics. The- no, not, not a chance. Please, God, no. God. Oh, gosh, no. Um, Your face. That. <laughs> uh, but I'm thinking the best place for him to go is the Wizards. No. Well, do you know why? Okay. Because of what the Nets could get. They could get Westbrook or Beal. Oh, my God. One or the other. And become, and the Nets would be insane then. But. Okay, see, you could bring Bill o- the OKC Thunder of like 2012. You could. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't. If you're gonna get rid of them, it's gonna be so 11. difficult. Um, it's gonna be very difficult to get rid of them. Just oh, you'd never get a haul for them. You, nah. you literally give away for a pick. Yeah, I would just be like, please give me a role player. <laughs> I would take give some role players. I know, give me some role players, just like two or three. Some rights. I mean, yeah, a second round pick, maybe a. F- you can't get a first for him. No, you can't. See, if 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 he would go to a team, I could also see him going to a team just because of stupidity. Yeah. Like I could see him going to a team like Milwaukee, just like oh yeah, imagine him him with uh, Giannis yeah. throwing him the ball, dishing him the ball. It's like no 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 for no for a no, game no. for a game. Yeah, and then he disappears for two, and then he comes back. Then he comes back, tears his shoulder, then he's out for a year. Yeah, so. 
I've seen this story happen firsthand. Let me say this. Kyrie Irving next season won't be in the NBA. Yeah, I got a good feeling about that one. Yeah, if he keeps on this track, he is he's gonna he's gonna do a Dwayne Haskins himself or Johnny Manziel himself oh, and get out of the league. He, he's on the track too. He is. Uh, let's move on now to the uh, college football yeah. national championship game. This game was insane. Yes. Uh, the uh, uh, and not because not it was seated. close. Uh, uh, <laughs> number th- number three, Ohio State played number one Alabama. Um, when looking at these this team and looking at the. the uh, the start of it, it was like, okay, uh, number three and number one. Yep. There's a difference between three and one. Yeah, it is. We're taking the number one. We both took Alabama, yep. and we were right. Yep. Um, the first quarter, it was 7-7. Seven to seven. Uh, And then the second quarter happened. It was 28-10 Alabama. Third quarter, 10-7 Alabama. Fourth quarter, 7-0 Alabama. Um, they outscore them every quarter except for the first one they tied. Yep. Uh, Justin Fields was 17-33, 194, touchdown, no picks. Um, you saw the real Justin Fields in that game. Um, he's, which we've been saying. Yep, which we've been saying. Um, he's a good player, but it's he's not going to be as great as people think he is. No. Um, and then Alabama, Mac Jones, 36 of 45, 464 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. Fantastic game from him. But Mac Jones, as an NFL prospect, as far as I'm going into the NFL, but um, I'm going off on a little tangent. But as Mac Jones is an NFL prospect, he's not he's fool school as far as if you look at Really? Yeah. Because the way I see it is look at Tua and look at him, look at AJ McCarron, look at all these different prospects that have come out Alabama from Alabama. Nice. You see these guys and it's the greatness of the team around them that is fueling this. Right. You have AJ McCarron, well he had Amari Cooper. You'll yep, you'll never have if let's say he gets drafted high. The only way Mac Jones will work is if he dra- gets drafted back in the back of the first draft, the first, first round. round. That's the only way. Well, right now they got him. I've seen the mock draft, yeah. and I agree with where he goes. They have him going 15 to New England. Yeah, which which is good, makes but at sense. the same time, his whole career for Alabama has been behind a wall. He doesn't have any pressure whatsoever. He he can be back there for six, seven, eight seconds, mm-hmm. and he can probably be still not touched. Then you have wide receivers like Devontae Smith, Waddle. Um, you have Jerry Judy. Jerry Rugg. Judy. Well, every, he didn't have well, yeah, Jerry Judy. But, Ruggs, but um, you have receivers. You got like great that. receivers. Well, no, you he have, played them last. He played with them last yeah, year. He did. So he did have Jerry Judy. Great Ruggs. receivers. You have Najee Harris, who can run the Tar. ball just amazingly. And so, the ball. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a dynamic. And then runner. the backup running back comes in, average six point nine yards carry. So I mean, it's one of those things. They're just so loaded, and then the defense gets stops for you, gets you the ball back all the time. They don't allow the other team to score many points, and so, it, and you're schemed up so well with Sarkeesian, with Nick Saban for the defense. They just it, it's one of those perfect bubbles that you can be in. And but if you go to the NFL, you're not going to have that great of an O line as far as timing wise is right. concerned. You're not going to have all those receivers as far as just amazing receivers all the way around. You're not going to have an all-world running back, most unlikely. You're not going to have a defense that can get stops on Kansas City every two seconds. Right. And so that's the thing with Mac Jones. I feel like he can be a good quarterback if he goes to the right, perfect, just place. Where would you but, say? Pittsburgh? Yeah, Pittsburgh would be perfect. Place. If he goes to Pittsburgh, then this guy yes. could be an NFL quarterback. He can. Pittsburgh or Colts. Okay, I can see the Colts. Yeah. What about New England? Uh, New England, the only thing is, he. I think he needs to be behind a superstar to learn. And I think if he goes to the Colts, he can be behind Phillip Rivers, learn from him. If he stays. If, if he stays. And if he goes to Steelers, he can learn from Ben Rossberger. About Tampa. Stays. Tampa, same place. That'd be fine. Yeah. But They won't take him. Nah. But if, I mean, I would. 
Yeah. I think Tampa actually smart to take him. They could. Because yeah. Brady, I mean, Matt Barnes Brady be there in another 50 years. But yeah, <laughs> I know. That's why it's kind of like, um, well, I kind of want to win now. <laughs> and, and, and you also have you also have you also have a receiver in who who had 12 receptions for 215 yards, three touchdowns, and Devonta Smith, yes. the 2020 Heisman Trophy winner. Yes. Which makes you look a lot better too. Yep. And Najee Harris had 22 rushes, 79 yards, and two touchdowns. Yep. Um. Uh. Defensive MVP was uh, 58 number uh, number 58 defensive tackle Christian. Uh, uh, Barmore. Yeah, he his draft stock went like phew, yeah. through the roof. He, he's a, he's a sophomore, so he actually has to stay another year before he yeah. can declare. Um, Which and, is crazy. And then senior and the offensive MVP was number six senior wide receiver uh, Devonta Smith, mm-hmm. both from Alabama because Alabama killed. Yeah. So, so uh, of course Devonta Smith wins this. Uh, he should. Yeah. And what we said earlier in the uh, and when we were predicting this game, Ohio State the only chance they had is if Trey Sermon had a huge game. And the first play of the game, I think he like broke his collarbone. Mm-hmm. I think the first play of the game, right when that happened, I was like, they're going to lose 100%. Yep. And that's what happened. And that was the only way they could win is have a balanced attack. Yep. They couldn't get it. Um, so you, so you, you um, I hate to get back on this tangent of the draft. You, you have a kid in Devonta Smith. He's a two-time national champion, a, not, a national champion MVP, a game MVP, a Heisman Trophy winner, um, a... <laughs> All American, unanimous All American. He's got everything. He's six one, one seventy five. Yeah, he's just he's a small dude, but he's yeah. a speedster. Yeah, he's a dynamic player, and he doesn't even look like he's fast. He's no. just like he's jogging. Like yes. I mean, it's wild. He's twenty two. Besides, outside of outside of Trevor Lawrence, is he the best prospect in the draft? In my opinion, yes. Um, I think he is, especially offensively. Um, it's one two right there, uh, offensively. Um. He's a really good, really, really solid player. Say this: if you if you had the Jets, you're taking him. Yes, I'm taking him because with him and um, Darnold, that'd be a great one-two combination. As far as Darnold throwing to him really well, and what I do you think Devonta Smith pa- falls past three? No, Dolphins will take him. Okay, yeah. When I was looking on there, I was like, yeah, Dolphins gonna take him. Um, but because and, and, and if someone if you're wondering if you're wondering because you may see some other stuff, the Dolphins. Saying the, the Dolphins don't have the three picks, it's the Texans. The Texans trade that pick yes. away because the season's not over yet. They're not ta- they're not flipping the trades over, but yeah. that trade has happened. That three pick does belong to the Dolphins. Yep. We're looking ahead, or it could be traded back to for Deshaun Watson. Oh, shut up! <laughs> but um, uh, the Texans would. <laughs> they would. <laughs> like, I want my pick back. I want my pick back. Like, give it to me. We'll it's, give you Deshaun. <laughs> we'll give goes from Houston to Miami, back to Houston. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be the wildest pick in NFL history. Yeah, um, and they bust it, <laughs> and then they get Fields. <laughs> oh my god, that would be hilarious. Oh my goodness, that would be the Devonta two, and then uh, Justin Fields three. Yep. That would be, That'd be that hilarious. Would be, uh, Mac Jones. Oh, poor Mac. <laughs> I know. But the person, Devontae Smith, if he develops into what I think he can be, I think he can be Devontae Adams. Not because they have similar names. No. But because both of them, 6'1. Right. Um, coming into college, Devontae Adams was a lot skinnier than what he is now, but he's 215 now. So I think Devontae <laughs> Smith can bulk up a little bit more, get oh. a little stronger. Both of them have extreme work ethics as far as they are really hardworking, really can just play phenomenal in their systems and any system that they work well they both have excellent route running ability both have speed that you don't think that they do but they do like it's kind of like that mis- right. kind of like you look at them you're like eh, they're not gonna be right. take me over the top and all of a sudden it's like oh crap and so very what good john ross should have been yes and so i think there will be um i think he can live up to that if he goes to the right place i think the jets would be a good place for him to go with robert sala and that coaching staff do you think 
what what are we gonna do our draft video? It'd be like March. Yeah, probably March. April. April. Yeah. Probably April. Uh, crap. Um, <laughs> let's see. What what when is the draft? The twenty seventh of April. Yeah. So we probably won't, we'll probably do it around the fifteenth of April. About yeah. that's so. Yeah, we could. But we'll talk about draft prospects in the, in the process oh, of, yeah. of where we think they go. We probably will do more than one mock draft. We'll probably do yes. two, two or three. We'll only do first rounds. We'll um, probably do one after the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about talk about uh where where well I know we'll do one well I know I know we're gonna do one um when the season when the season ends we do a review video yes of the NFL we'll talk about who they should go for the draft yeah. at their spot so that's basically a mock draft yeah it is. Actually, it's probably how we should end the video. Talk about who they should pick. Yeah, that'd be good. And then do a mock draft at the end. Say, okay, yeah. now here's what, yeah, that's what we'll do. Yeah. And then towards right before draft day, there may be some trades, some moves, some guys who yeah. who go up on boards and then drop we'll talk down. about it obviously after the combine. Right. And then free agency. Because here's the thing: you maybe want to pick him, but if you but then if agency, you sign two have, guys that yeah. fit that spot, hey, then you don't yeah. need him. If you need tackle, and all of a sudden they get like two two of them, then you're like, hey, well, I don't, don't need, need that. <laughs> don't need that. So, but we'll. We'll talk about it. We'll deep dive in yeah. all that. That'd be fun. Yeah, um, but that that ends the college football. Next time we talk about college players, we'll be in about three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah, three or four three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Let's see, hang on. Three weeks. It's about three weeks. Yep. Uh, what's about college prospects again? That's probably that video will probably come out about three weeks because we gotta yeah. wait for the end of the season. You'll think it, we're doing it what Wednesday after the Super Bowl? Yeah, probably. That'd be good. About, about that. That sound about right? Yeah, that sounds good. Look forward to that video. Mark your calendars. <laughs> yeah. Mark your calendars. Yeah, I think it's like I think it's like the tenth, like February yeah. tenth. I think this one that video, we'll be doing that video yeah. and posting it. Um, let's move on to the NHL. So this past Wednesday was puck drop, uh, which means it's the start of the twenty twenty one season. Uh, very 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 nice start of the season. Uh, we did. I did. Lear- I learned something um, this past two days. Mm-hmm. I'll say two, yeah, two days, uh, two days, uh, and uh, which made me extremely happy. And I was like, oh, okay, let's go. Um, the Las Vegas Golden Knights, my favorite team. Yep. Uh, the Las Vegas Golden Knights did announce um, that Mark Stone, number sixty-one, I believe he's right wing. Let me make sure. Let me make sure I'm not speaking out my Mark Stone, like Mark Stone, number sixty-one. Yeah. I know that sixty-one, Mark Stone. Uh, he's a right winger. Uh, has been officially announced as the first ever uh, Las Vegas Golden Knights captain. Cool. So congratulations, congratulations. Mr. Mark Stone. <laughs> Very happy for you. Uh, you know, there's a lot of for me. There's a lot of question on who would be that guy to take that first captain yeah. spot. Mark Stone definitely deserves it. He's a good player. He does. He's a good leader of that team. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, when, when the NHL shop announces they have the Captain C, the C jerseys yeah. with Mark Stone. I'll be ordering one Definitely. ASAP. I need, <laughs> I need me a jersey, a Vegas jersey. I got T-shirts and hats. I just need a jersey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, got to yeah, complete. If I'm if I'm gonna get one, yeah, you got to do, do, do it right. Do it right. Get yeah. the captain. Definitely. I mean, I was gonna get three jerseys. Was that one a custom jersey? Which I, I'll tell you about. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it because yeah. I don't want nobody to steal my idea. Um, <laughs> Very good idea. Yeah. And then uh flurry. Gotcha. Yeah. Any 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 of them three. Yep. Be good. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about puck drop. Uh it started off with the Flyers and the Penguins. The Penguins yeah. did lose uh six to three. Yeah. The, the, the fact that the Flyers should score that was not not good. Nah. Um Tristan Jari didn't have a good game. Um and the Penguins, uh now Crosby had a great game. Uh he had an awesome goal. Yeah. Uh, that was I really see that. that was a sick goal. Um but Penguins offensively as always normally pretty good as long as you got Crosby and Malkin 
It's just needing that goaltender to be consistent, and that's the problem we have right now. And so, hopefully, yeah, hopefully he can improve, or we trade for somebody, or something happens because we can't we can't sustain this pace <laughs> if if it continues. Like it's a bad this. start. Bad yeah, start. it is. Um, f- uh, next game was Canadians and the Maple Leafs. Uh, yeah, that that Canadian division has been yep. so fun to watch this year. A final in overtime. The yep. Canadians lost to the Maple Leafs yeah. five to four. Um, this is kind of a shock. Very, very, very interesting game. Very yeah. fun game. But I, I wish I would watch that. Yeah. We were watching something else on the, in the meantime, though. Um, and then the Chicago Blackhawks uh, faced off against the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning did have their banner night, yeah. releasing the banner, showing it off uh, yeah. for the Stanley Cup Championship. And they destroyed season. the Blackhawks. Destroyed them 5-1. to one. Yeah. Not even a game. Um, mm-hmm. uh, next game was the Canucks and the Oilers. Uh, Canucks won. Canucks won 5-3. to three. Yeah. Another... Canadian. Yep. Uh, and then finally was the Avalanche and the Blues. Four to one. Blues killed the Avalanche. Yes, it did. Very decisive games. Very high scoring games. They were nice. To, nice to watch. Um, Thursday night. About Thursday, real quick. Uh, Capitals and the Sabers. Caps won six to four in their final score. Uh, didn't shock anybody. No. Uh, the the goaltending wasn't the best, but the offense showed up. There was a fight. Yeah. Nice to see hockey's back. Yeah, <laughs> um, the Bruins and the Devils uh, went went on uh, and they went to shootout and uh, and it was a three to two victory from the Bruins, uh, which was really really cool to yeah. see. Um, Tuca was back just to yeah. make sure, uh, which is a big thing. That is. Um, yeah, I was trying to. <laughs> you good? Yeah. Had a brain fart for a Then the Islanders took on the Rangers. Yep. The Islanders Go. did win four to nothing. Um, Battle of New York. The Islanders won. Yep. Um, then we also got Carolina Hurricanes versus the Detroit Red Wings. Carolina won three nothing. Um, the Predators beat the Blue Jackets three to one. Um, the Jets beat the Flames four to three. The Sharks beat the Coyotes in a shootout four to three, and the Jets beat the Flames in overtime four to three. Uh, and then the game that we kind of two games that we want to talk about is the Oilers. They beat the Canucks five to two, and Connor McDavid had a hat trick in the game. Yes, three goals. Um, awesome performance from him. Connor McDavid's really been improving. Yes, uh, just since uh, he came in the league, everybody was off like, the, he's off the great. MVP season. Yes. He, he did slow down. He did. So I mean, he came out hot, won the MVP. He kind of slowed off. Now he started to get hot again. Yep. If he can continue this, not not a three game pace, but not yeah. three go, not a hat, hat trick every game, but a consistent pace of of goals. He right now leads the NHL. If he can continue to lead the NHL, he can definitely be in that race for yes, MVP again. Definitely. Um, did you go Coyotes and Sharks? Uh, yeah. And then uh, Wild versus the Kings. Uh, the Wild did win four to three in overtime. Yep. But now we will talk about your team. Yep. Uh, well, Sharks and the King uh, Coyotes uh, four to yep. three in shootout. I think you said that. Yeah. To re- repeat just in the case. The Stars Panthers were postponed. Yeah. Stars and Panthers were postponed. Do you remember why? I think, I think it was, it was COVID. COVID. Yeah. I think Stars had a lot of people. Yep. Um, and then the last game was. The Ducks versus the Golden Knights. Uh, Golden Knights did win final two final. Uh, our captain Mark Stone did have a goal, yeah. showing off that captain C, showing off <laughs> why he deserves it. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Marshall uh, had a goal. Uh, Pacioretty, uh, Took, and then uh, Nosek uh, all had goals. Uh, very, very, very strong showing from the Golden Knights. Offense. Robin Lanier was at goal. Lanier was. Uh, yeah, later, whatever his name is. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> Robin. Yeah, Robin. <laughs> He's Robin goals. Uh, uh, he had he he had a good performance. Only allowed two goals from the from this Ducks team, and they were early goals too. Back two periods, he was or yeah, back two periods, yeah. he was solid. He was. Um, 
I, I'm excited for this Golden Knights team. Like I said, I think they're going. I think they're going to make a run this year. Yeah. At least I had them at least going to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. Past that, if they win, up in the air. <laughs> up in the air. If they win and if they go to the, if they win and how far yeah. they win, I had them going at least to it again. That's my. That's your prediction. That's my prediction. I'm not gonna. Go, I'm not gonna go. We're winning the Stanley Cup. I'm no. saying we're gonna get. We're gonna get to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. That's where. Then you get. I'm aiming. Yeah. Um, which is a good good spot. It Don't is. be greedy. Penguins on an aim low. Pray that they overshoot it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like playoff spot. That's all I'm aiming for. Yeah. The bottom seed. Yes, the bottom seed. Um, let's move on now to. Yeah. Peru. Nah. MLB. We got baseball coming. Baseball. Sorry, my bad. No, you're good. Apologies, I jumped. You're baseball. Good. Let's talk about baseball real quick. <laughs> so baseball real quick segment. Yep. Uh, let's talk about the uh, free agencies. Uh, there's two. There's a guy about looking to get contract extension, and there's a guy get, about to get signed. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the extension first, just in case that news does yeah. break. Yeah. Uh, tease. Uh, the shortstop for um, San Diego Padres. Mm-hmm. Um, he is looking at a possible huge extension coming his way. Um, it's right now rumored to be a 10-year, 210 to $230 million deal. Um, and he, the kind of deal breaker right now is the length of the contract. They're still negotiating on that. Um, I'm sure he's probably wanting to opt out at some point um, during the thing just in case. Yeah, um, I think a five-year opt-out would be nice. Yes. And then possibly maybe one at eight. Yeah. After eight years, they may do an opt-out there, uh, which is Double ops are a thing that you can see in contracts. Is they're not common, but yeah. I think that's for a guy that young. I think that's what they're kind of trying to look for. Yeah, and I think that would be a smart move, business move. Lock him up long term. Um, don't have any question or doubt that he's going to be one of your franchise pieces for the next five ten years. Um, so definitely do that. Um, he's a great player, and he's going to continue to improve. Yeah, especially with him being in the MVP race this past year. Yes. Uh, right at the beginning of the season, towards the end, he did fall. He fell out of that conversation. Did. Didn't fall off, but he fell no. out of the conversation. Yeah. Uh, Machado took over in that conversation yes. spot for for the Padres. Uh, although neither one won it. Freddie no. did. Congratulations, Freddie. Yeah, I like congratulations, Freddie. Fred. Freddie deserves it. He did. He so deserved it, but, you know... Um, when you're looking at this, when you're looking at this this move for the Padres, uh, after all the moves they've been making, it's not. Uh, it wouldn't shock me. No. I think it'd be a solid move. Uh, you've seen the uh, who was it? The Braves did it. Yeah. With Acuna and Albies. Yep. Locking them up long term, even though they were young, locking them up long term, so they didn't have to overpay them yes. later, or be forced to compete with other teams for that contract. Yeah. They just locked them up. Lock them up. Uh, for the Padres, did it with Tatis. Follow smart. that same suit. Yes. Be smart. Uh, the Angels did it with Mike Trout, mm-hmm. and then uh, so they were that was a shorter deal. That was only like four years. Yeah. So, but at least they did lock him up. Yeah. So I'm I'm very curious to see where they will go with this one, um, and to see what they do. Yeah. With tight tees, I think locking him up is the best move though, for sure. I think so too. Um, now the other little piece of news that we were hoping to break. Possibly. Yeah. We were hoping to break this as soon as it came out, but it just it's just not happening. Uh, which it takes time with contracts. It does. Uh, the number one free agent this year was Trevor is is Trevor Bauer. Yep. I think. We could agree on that one. Yes. Um, who the number two guy though? Uh, most likely, I would have to say was DJ LeMahieu. Yeah. Uh, which there's a couple guys. You got guys like George Springer, uh, Marcel Zuna, Marcus Simeon, yep. Nelson Cruz, DD Gregorius. Uh, there ha- there is definitely guys, but Bauer was by far number one with the, w- come off that Cy Young season. Yes. And then DJ LeMahieu. Um, LeMahieu. Um, broke this morning that he is nearing a deal with the Yankees. Um, We were waiting for this to be confirmed and the actual contract to be released. It has not happened yet. And that's kind of what we were kind of like hoping for. 
Um, Stupid Yankees. It it just didn't it didn't come through. Yeah. Um, right now, sources are saying that um, not my sources, just sources in general. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sources are saying that uh, it looks to be that uh, DJ LeMahieu will re-sign with the Yankees. Um, the top batting prospect will re-sign the Yankees uh, on a possible expected to be a six-year, ninety million dollar contract, Ooh. which means he's gonna get paid. Yeah, uh, which is an average of fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah. Yada 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 yada. What is there? Yeah. Um, this comes uh, about a day and a half after um, the Blue Jays and the Red Sox both expe- expressed interest in LeMahieu. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees did more to get that deal done, mm-hmm. which is just because they didn't want to go to the yeah. Red Sox. And then also the Red Sox are talking about uh, Andrew Benatende mm-hmm. um, being on the trade block, possibly. It don't make sense. Which does not make sense. Um, it'll be... Uh, I don't I know what the Red Sox are doing. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I think that's a guy you just need to... You need to I think... Give him another year. Give him another year. Don't get ready to trade him because the bad part is if you start hearing stuff like that, you think blow up. Yeah. And that's the only thing I don't like. No, I don't either. Uh, but no, multiple sources are reporting that LeMay Hughes close to close to a deal with the Yankees, six year, ninety million dollars. Seems to be about the number. Yeah. Um whether it goes like seven at, at hundred and five, I mean they could don't definitely know. jump yeah. up to that. But he looks like he's he will return to the Yankees. He will be getting about fifteen million dollars a year. Where that contract lands is what we're waiting on now, yeah. and the official word of he has signed. Um, yep. But now got some pro wrestling. Let's get to pro wrestling yeah. real quick. We'll hit that real quick. New Year Smash uh, Night Two happened. Um, this was the part uh, two to night yeah. one. Yeah, it's kind of what the two means. Yeah. Um, start off first. Uh, kick off the show. They did uh, Eddie Kingston uh, with Butcher Blade Bunny uh, versus Pac with Phoenix and Penta. Uh, good match. Yeah. Very entertaining match. Yeah. They made Pac and Kingston both look good in this match. Helped that feud go along. Yep. Pac um, got the victory. Pac got the victory. Lance Archer at the end came out and and, and got in the uh, involved with it. Yeah. Looks like Pac and Archer are going to fight sometime yeah. soon. Be fun to watch. It would be awesome. Awesome fight. Uh, but no, I think Pac's definitely building himself up. Uh, yeah. I think soon. He'll be in the TNT picture. I think he's gonna go straight to the world title picture. Okay, especially because remember when he yeah. he inter- he. Uh, I know with the the Lucha Brothers. Right, uh, you had with Kenny, Kenny, and then uh, of course when they got attacked by uh, backstage, yeah. when Kenny won the fight. Yep. with Phoenix the night before uh, yep. last week. I think there's there's gonna be something there with, yes. with that. Um, I think he go to the world title picture. He'll look good. Yeah, come back down and possibly back in the TNT picture. Yeah, get close to kicking out of the wing and <laughs> one winged angel. Yes. Um, up next, uh, they had the uh, t- 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 uh, the Kentucky gentleman. I never heard that name. Uh, yeah. Chuck Taylor uh, ver- with cat with Orange Cassidy versus Miro uh, and Kip Sabian and putting that before in his corner. Uh, this was a match to where Miro destroyed. <laughs> Miro won, and if Miro did win, which he did, yep. Um, Chuck Taylor would have to be his butler. Yep. <laughs> so this will be very interesting to see how. What yeah. happens with Orange Cassidy, whether he's going to try to fight for Chuck Taylor or what's going to happen, or yeah. or they're just going to ride this feud out till maybe the um, the wedding thing on the yeah. bash at the, uh, the beach thing or whatever. Yeah, the beach doing. bash. Beach bash. Uh, if they do that and then have, like, Orange Cassidy, like, ruin the wedding or something, that'd be hilarious. Or, orange juice it for everybody. Yeah, orange juice everybody. It'd be um, funny. Yeah, th- there's something in, in definitely in the... Uh... Yeah, there's something that works. In the works, I don't know. If they, I I think they need to go with Orange Cassidy trying to uh, win back his freedom yeah. and screwing with Miro in the process. Yeah. Just kind of joking, like just with Orange. Because Miro's really good at 
uh, yeah. propping others up yes, as far as very much so. especially in WWE he yes. did it a lot <laughs> uh, they went backstage with uh, Matt Hardy and the private party uh, Isaiah Quinn and Mark Cassidy no Mark Quinn and Isaiah Cassidy oops yeah. said it yeah, backwards <laughs> dyslexia kicked in <laughs> um and, they, and and I don't get this what this me, what this what this is going with now. Uh, I think with, Matt Hardy's turning dark on him. Or something. Yeah, I think Matt Hardy's prone for a heel turn, and, yeah. and they're trying to I guess they're trying to pin him against them yeah. too. I, I I don't know why or how. I'm very curious with the storyline. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if what they're gonna do with it. Uh but I, I could see Matt Hardy. I don't know if there's anybody in AEW he's teamed with before that they could do that with. Or maybe they're trying to bring something. They may bring somebody in to say, yeah. hey, look, we got Matt and. Jeff Hardy gone. <laughs> oh, my God. Bring in the Hardy bros. Hardy bros. <laughs> oh, wait, that's him and yeah. Riddle. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Hardy brothers. Hardy boys. Such a shot. But anyway. Bro, yeah, such a shot. Yeah. Uh, then they had uh, the, the one of the great, just another Chris Jericho segment. Uh, yes. Uh, the inner circle came out uh, and talked about their 2021 New Year's resolutions. This was funny as crap. It was hilarious. Uh, they started out with uh, uh, J- uh, Hager going championships. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, MJ- and then Jericho's like, "Good job, Hager." <laughs> yeah, he goes, he's like, "Yes, good job." Uh, MJF said, uh, "I'm I'm here." Uh, he wants to build relationships with everybody yep. in there, uh, continue strengthening those bonds. Uh, Ortiz says he wants to protect his, uh, perfect uh, his grandmother's recipe. Yeah. Which is funny as crap. That was hilarious. Like championships, building bonds, grandmother's recipe. <laughs> yep. And then the uh, the part where it went downhill is when Jericho was like, and win the tag team yeah, championship. Yeah, he was, he was AW tag team yep. championships with MJF. Yeah. Santana was not like, happy. He said, whoa, 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 whoa. And this is the this is a quote from Santana. He said, "Chris, you handpicked us to be in the inner circle. You handpicked us to be the tag team in the inner circle. So what are you telling us?" Yeah. Um, Santana, uh, Jericho said, or no, Sa- Sammy, Sammy said, jumped in. Yeah, Sammy jumped in. Said San Ortiz, "All respect. I know what's going on here." And he said, "Jericho is a tag team whore." Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yep, basically. He yeah. says, uh, uh, Jericho has tagged with everybody in the inner circle, yes. really. Uh, he did tag with Sammy. He did tag with um, Hager. Hager. Uh, remember the list X gods yep. with Sammy? Uh, and him and Hager were just, just dominant just because of, of yep. uh, Hager's size. Um, but Santana does raise a good point. It does. Um, in saying that we, you handpicked us to be the tag team in the inner circle, and I agree with him. Yeah. And for Jericho not to kind of do that, I, I do disagree some, with it. Yeah, there's something coming down yeah. the line here. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, it, Sammy went and said, uh, I saw you with Snoop Dogg last week. You're going to team with him next. Yeah. Good, good, good that line. Was, I like it that It was. One. And then they um, set up a fight for next week where it's going to be a three-way tag team match. Yes. And, you... and the winner of the match will become the tag team of the inner circle. Yep. And it is Powder and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz. Yeah. Uh, versus Sammy uh, Guevara and Hager. Sammy Guevara and Hager, which would be awesome. Team. Yeah, that I know. And then uh, MGF and Jericho. Yep. Who do you think wins this? That one's gonna be an awesome fight. I'm. It could either go two ways. One, proud and powerful loses and gets angry and leaves the inner circle. Right. Um. Or they win and they're the tag team. They're the tag team. They'll be fine. Or um, MJF and Jericho win or something like that. Um, I could see Guevara and Hager winning at them. That's actually a really good team. Yeah, I like that team. Um, so 
That'd be interesting. But we've always said Sammy and Hager need to be kind of in that TNT tile picture. Yes, they do. So it's it's gonna be interesting. I don't know. But so my my, my only thing is is looking at this, this could easily be the way that Jericho starts going for the triple crown. Yeah. Have him win the tag team title and then tag give it to the Proud and Powerful. Yeah. Proud and Powerful. Yeah. Jericho, I mean, Jericho was the first AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Why he could he not be the first triple, triple crown? crown? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that be the, 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 see that the triple crown honor is reserved for for the best of the best. Yes, that's what it's reserved it for. Um, Jericho is by far that, so that's something they need to look forward to, and possibly you know uh, we we talked about I, I talked about Hangman doing it, Kenny will yeah. do it, Cody, we know he should the tag team yeah. title, and then we'll see where he goes with that. Yeah. I don't know exactly what Jericho's one though that will win it. Um, yes. so there's a couple guys right now that you could say is prone to win it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Darby could possibly as one. Mox, yeah, Mox is Mox. We're, we're going to tag team title for a while. That's the only thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> play well with others. No, um, let's go. To Alex Marvez went backstage with the Dark Order, saying that they they need to uh, uh, refill, uh, you know, kind of reset, yeah, rework and do some and do some stuff better, um, and be better people, which is funny as crap. Yeah. Um, and then they had Hangman. They said next next week Hangman will uh will join Dark Order. Well, do a tag team match with yep. them. And then he will let them know if he's joined the Dark Order. If he does, then this is going to be um, the replacement for Brody Lee. Yeah, I think so. Uh, which is not a bad replacement. It's hard to say that replacement because yeah, it's, it's just it not. It doesn't feel appropriate, but no. but that's where they're. He's looking. the main event star, kind of sort of for right. the team. He's the headliner. Yep. Uh, I think it'd be a good move. It'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, plus, that gives him the TNT title picture yes. where Brody was. Yep. Um, then the then this was the the uh, the elite was backstage for their for their uh, their the, getting the band back together. Yep. The Bucks and Kenny, uh, and then they said we're to come out to we're, we're, uh, the elite uh-huh. the elite entrance. Uh, Don Callis said, "Hang on, the Bucks need their own entrance," yeah. which I said was interesting. I I thought originally it was because he wanted Kenny to have yeah. his own entrance. Yep. That is not true. Yep. Um, the match was scheduled to be the elite Bucks Kenny versus. Uh, Danny Limelight and the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. Yep. Limelight, Varsity Blondes were in the match. Yep. Kenny was in the match. Yep. But it was not the Bucks. Nope. He said, Don Cal said, Here are your tag team champions. Yeah, when he said that, I was like, He didn't not say AEW. Yeah. He said, Your tag team champions, the Good Brothers. Yep. It was Doc Gallows and Carl, uh, Anderson. Carl Anderson, the Good Brothers, the Impact Wrestling World Tag Team Champions, uh, and faced off. Yep. That crossover is continuing to happen. Yeah, they so. went backstage, had Tony Khan and Young Bucks like what? No, mad yes. and everything. Um, I don't know what what this is gonna where this is leading to, but yeah. I'm very intrigued for sure. It is. It's very intriguing to see what's gonna happen. It was whether it's gonna be like a Bullet Club thing happening or something else. I don't know. Or with now the Young Bucks getting mad, maybe they're gonna team up with Moxley and go a yes. big uh, match against. It. I don't know what's gonna happen. It's, it's yeah. very interesting. I, I did like that after the match, Moxley did come out and, and, yeah. and try to attack him. Um, they did have some; he did have some help uh, yeah, as, as the Lucha Bros came out afterwards. Yeah. On their own merit, they did not come with yeah. Moxley. They came out afterwards. He did the Moxley thing. Everybody's in the ring. He's just like, yeah. "All right, let's go." He goes one, one on two, four. three. He's like, "Let's go." <laughs> so he jumps in the ring and starts fighting them. The Lucha Bros came out, helped even the odds. Yeah. Um, it looks. I, I think the Bucks' next challenge is going to when the Bucks came out yeah. to help Kenny and help. Cool down everything. 
and then Lucha, uh, Brothers. <laughs> Lucha Brothers attacked them. Yeah, so I'm thinking Lucha Brothers. And I think Lucha Brothers and and the Young Bucks is the next tag Which team. Which would be awesome because they've already had their amazing matches and they're going so to continue and keep it going. Yep. Um, then they had the waiting room with Dr. Brett Baker. That was funny. Yeah, but, it, it was more or less to build up that uh, Jade Shaq. Jade Cardell and Shaq. And Shaq Dennis. and Jade Cardell. Cardell came out. Red Velvet interrupted her. Yeah. Literally Brandy Rhodes twin. Yeah, oh, it's scary. Um, but it's more or less just to build up. Uh, yeah, that match coming yeah, down the line. Shaq and <laughs> him. Um, and then uh, they did have uh, Thunder Rosa interrupt on her own video and talk crap to Brett Baker. Yeah. Helping that feud get. Yep, get and then they had the feud flash up there to where they're versing at the beach thing. I think. Yeah, bash so, the beach. Yep. Or beach bash. Or yeah. I used uh, to call it beach thing. <laughs> yeah. The thing of the beach. Yep, the thing of the beach. FTR then came to the ring. Uh, they had a face off against Jurassic Express. Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Not Luchasaurus. Um, they gave Marco Stunt a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of time to work. Uh, he got whooped, though. Yeah, uh, he did. In the end. Yeah. Uh, Tully Blanchard did cheat, but it came down to FTR Getting winning the, the match. Right move. Yep. So, uh, they did change the name of their finisher. Yeah. Uh, it was called, what was it called? Mid, uh, Midnight Express. Midnight no. Express. Yeah, Midnight Express. Midnight Express. They did change it to Big Rig. Yeah. Uh, in honor Brody. of Brody Lee. Which is awesome. Which is really cool. Yeah. So, uh, they hit the big They hit the big rig, uh, which had the FTR that uh, the... the the what the vehicle they used to drive into with uh, yeah the truck the truck yeah, yeah. so it kind of has that it, it can make it work it did so yeah. they hit the big rig uh, in honor of Brody Lee and uh, won the match yeah. which was kind of cool it was um, the last two matches here were championship matches first one being the NWA Women's World Championship uh, the champion Serena D faced off against Ty Conti yes uh, being, she was uh, ringside uh, ringside was with her was uh, Dark Orders Anna J yeah. Uh, great match. It was a really great match. Um, this helps the women division. It does. Sure. It was really good TV time. Yes. Uh, really good match. Tay Conti is really talented. Really talented. Yeah, yeah, she's doing a great job. Um, really improving every week. Like every yes. time we see her wrestler, can't believe Russell, WWE let her go. I know. Like she's a star in the making. Yes. Um. So her with Anna J. I think that's a great uh, two women's for the Dark Order and for the women's division. Yes. And especially if they go for a tag team. If they make one. If they make one, that would be first her First tag team got champions. to do yes, that. Sure. Um, and so I think that would be really cool to see. Um, but she's doing a really good job. Serena Deeb as well, obviously a great performer mm-hmm. and did yes. a great job. Yep. Can't believe WWE misused her. I know, yep. Shaved her head. <laughs> yes. If you're, if you're wondering where where uh, Serena Deeb uh, is from, Kind of the, what we're referring to. Uh, Serena Deeb was Serena in uh, CM Punk's uh, little like. Oh, uh, what was following. it called? Oh, hang on. Shaved his head. Yes. Shaved his head. What was it called? It was I him forget. and Doc Gallows and, I know. and, yep. and uh, Joe. Uh, Joey, what's his name? Oh, crap. Jamie and Joey. Yeah. Remember J and J Security with Seth? Yep. Joey Mercury. That's what his name was. Joey Mercury. Yeah. Strange Society. Yep, that's it. Strange Society. Yep. I couldn't remember it. She was uh, Serena in the Strange Society uh, and never wrestled. Yep. So the fact that she's the NWA World World Champion, yeah. Women's World Champion. Kind of just a shot to WWE, just like, yeah. you misuse this one. Yep, again. Again, yeah. But great match. Uh, now time for the main event. And this was the TNT Championship yep. on the line. Um, huge build up to this match. Huge build up. Um, in his first title reign, the champion Darby Allen faced off against the FTW champion, the Machine Brian Cage. 
Holy crap. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> like Darby Allen, the amount of physical punishment that guy takes is unbelievable and second to none. Like It's Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's the only other person that can take that much punishment and still walk. Mm-hmm. And Darby Allen's still running around. Like he looks the same every time. Like he's so athletic and yes. very flexible, I guess you would say, as yes. far as what he does. Uh they they the, the two they had a lot of big spots in the match. Yeah. The first one was by far was Brian Cage. <laughs> Gorilla pressing him and throwing him outside the ring through a ta- through the yeah. uh, like uh, ringside table, which yeah. I think was like the uh, timekeeper's area. Yeah. That's it was. what it's called with the bell, with the bell and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Throw him through the table. Busted that was Darby a, open. That was a ten ten foot ten foot out, yep. twelve foot down. It was drop. crazy. I mean, yeah. that was a put it on the money too. Like, yeah, I know that was a uh, great throw. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then uh, after that, they um, got back in the ring and everything, and then he. Um, power bombed him outside the ring. Outside the ring. Then he did a suplex back in the ring off yeah. of the like ropes. And then uh, Darby Allen had him pinned, and it went one two. And then Brian Cage literally just bench pressed him up to the third <laughs> third uh, third uh, turnbuckle. Third turnbuckle. He did a stomp. Uh, yep. Darby kept in the match. Um, it, it did get down to the end to where um. It was Darby looked like he was ready to win the match. Yeah. He was going for the top rope to hit, probably hit the coffin drop. Yep. Ricky uh, Starks comes out nowhere. Ricky Starks gets involved um, and pulls his leg down, and he's talking crap. The lights go out. Sting appears from behind him. Yep. Hits him with the bat. The first time Sting has hit anybody with the bat. Yep. Um, then uh, you know Br- Brian Cage gets distracted. Yep. Um, Darby Allen hits a crucifix, crucifix yeah, from the from the second yeah. uh, second rope, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, Pin Brian Cage one two three. He retained his title, which yeah. was really cool. They it did was. a good job. They did a good job making Brian Brian Cage look like a monster. They did. But they also did a good job making Darby Allen look so resilient, so so look, unstoppable, like like yeah. a champion. Yep. To where like oh yeah, Brian's so big. Yep. That's why and he keep pinning them, and it'd be one boom kick yes. out, one boom kick out. Every he time. couldn't get a two count on. Nope. Uh, but Darby looked Darby looked good. And Brian looked great. Yeah, Brian looked amazing. It made Sting look good as as he's kind of going on this protector role of Darby. Yeah, what it looks like. And There's still a lot of questions with that, but yeah. it's very, it, it's got me intrigued for sure. Yeah, me too. Um, I want I would love to see just sometime in the future see a Brian Cage against Wardlow. I think that would be. Can we get that match? Can we please, please Tony, please, please Tony. <laughs> like we, we got so many ideas. We I got, know. Uh, re- fig- wrestling figure ideas. Yeah. Marketing ideas. If the inner circle ever like turns halfway decent or whatever, the inner circle against Team Taz, you know that'd be. A, Can we do this? Uh, I know, like this would be amazing. The two talking heads of Taz against Jericho talking, or MJF <laughs> and Taz. That'd be so funny. MJF and Jericho versus Taz. That'd be funny as yeah, crap. On the mic, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, I, 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 this is definitely going to be fun to fun yes. to watch and fun to keep up on. Um, Dynamite next week doesn't have anything big going on. I mean, no, like, outside of the inner circle uh, yes. match. That's the yeah, that's the only match that we I can remember yeah. off the top of my head. Obviously, uh, next Monday we'll know more. So yep. if there are any other big matches, we'll talk about that. But yep. Uh, but there's some. It's definitely fun to keep going in, keep looking, keep seeing what's what's going on with with uh, the AW, AEW roster and yes. AEW everything. Uh, just seeing what's what's next for this company. What's what's gonna be the next step for them. Yeah. Uh, and where does every storyline go? Uh, but for sure, yep. awesome. It is. So that's the end of this episode. Yep. Uh, thanks for watching. Um, please subscribe if you like the channel. Uh, like, comment. Uh, we love to see your comments. Um, please um, uh, share it to somebody. If you know somebody who would like the video, uh, please share it to them. That'd be awesome. Um, and then also, 
if you do subscribe, if you click the notification bell, um, you'll be notified whenever we post uh, episodes, Monday and Friday, or special episodes on Wednesdays. Um, and then we are also on social media. All the links are down below on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Then also we are on all podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, a bunch of others. All those links are down below in the description. And then also um, timestamps obviously are on your screen if you want to go back and watch or, or on uh, the description if you're watching on podcast platforms. Um, yep, that, I think that's it. Thank you for letting us prove we're the highest standard in sports talk. We, we are, are Golden Sports. sports.